I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any Rocky Mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem, cause we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks that just are trucking down the road. What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Here we are, episode 110. Welcome back to the studio. Jim, Brother Dave, and Super Dave. Good morning, guys. Happy 110th episode. Hi-ho, neighbors. <laughs> Good morning. <clears throat> it's funny, man. Like We were anticipating that 100th episode so much, and now it's just like we're 10 weeks later, and it just... Yeah, it doesn't ring the yeah. same. It's that they, the weeks just fly by. I don't they know. Do. I mean, I know we've talked about it before, but man, the older you get, the time just—it's—it's yep. it's amazing. Yeah, I you just know, think. Oh, go, go ahead. No, I, thought I, just, I thought you were done, Jim. No, go ahead. I was just thinking as a little kid, you couldn't wait for Christmas. Right. You know, right? this time of year, you were just right? so excited, or maybe it was to be out of school, and now it's like, wow, well, we're in June. God, I remember <laughs> the. I I just saw these. They I saw a video on it a couple of weeks ago, and I. Jenna and I were together, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I totally forgot about that. But remember making the paper rings that you glued, you know, one ring inside of the next, and you, it was in the school? countdown until Christmas, yeah. right? Do you remember yeah. those, Dave? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we did it at Christmas time, but we used to make Christmas decorations or, or other decorations like birthday parties and stuff with those rings. You'd use construction paper, paper. Yep. and glue them together, and you'd make a string out of them. You right, know? but yeah. you didn't, like for Christmas, you didn't have that and then tear them off each mm-hmm. day, you know, as it got closer to mm-hmm. Christmas. So it was no, like, uh-uh. it was the countdown. Mm-hmm. I think in grade school, we'd start, what, it was, I think it was a month? I think you it know, was a month th- this whole time we've been fooling you, Dave. <laughs> those were Christmas tree decorations, <laughs> and you just started tearing them off. <laughs> tearing them off. That's oh, funny. funny. Yeah, to be a kid again, though, man, and time is definitely slower. Like, summer vacation, like, that seemed like forever. Mm-hmm. It was like... You to gotta, get here, to arrive. No, no to, just, to it seemed like you were off for such a long time. Oh, really? Know. Wow. Yeah. Huh. That was a good break. So. When we were kids, Jam, summer vacation was longer than it it's is like today. like two months. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why. <laughs> Memorial Day to Labor Day, and nowadays, holy crap, the kids yeah. are back in school in August. Yeah, they're barely off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still not learning a lot, though. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I need to get involved in the school board. Everything. Yeah. Got to get involved in everything. Yeah. I got a lot of time to be involved with it all. <laughs> all right. How about we say the Pledge of Allegiance? Let's do it. Pledge of Allegiance to, to the flag of the United States of America and, and to, to the, the republic, republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to go out and do some trucking today. We pray for the safety of our fleet, all of their families, and all the other families and individuals we come across on the road today. 
We pray for patience and in making a good, safe decisions. We pray to be accident-free and that we all make it back to the comfort of our homes this evening. We pray for healing, 100% recovery for all of our family members that are ill. No matter what, we trust you, God, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Just got to think about Scooby's mom in that prayer. We are definitely praying for healing and 100% recovery for her. She had a little surgery last night, so if you guys want to... Throw out a play, uh, prayer for her today. I'm sure Scooby would appreciate that. Absolutely. Positive thoughts, right, Jim? Absolutely. As a reminder, <clears throat> anything you hear on today's podcast is not the opinion of JFWs. It's just the four men in this room's expressed opinions. 110 episodes of expressed opinions. <laughs> and thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, everybody, for putting up with us and yeah. listening. <laughs> Episode 109 had 602 downloads. We are at 58.2 thousand total downloads, and we are still at 221 followers. But we picked up Greece this week. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, if you listen this week, welcome. Right? Yeah. yeah. Trucking is different in Greece, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it's slick, <laughs> isn't it? How do they stay on the road? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, their trucks are very different you know they have triple axle trailers and single axle tractor cab overs and then Dave, half of their my dad joke Greece? they're Greece? trucking in Greece I'm like is that slick how do they stay on the road <laughs> I guess I I wasn't paying attention come on Mr. Literal like, whatever oh, oh man dad joke challenge is over <laughs> nobody day, even needs to go today brother Dave with the win well, I'm glad we could skip the dad jokes because I saw in the news today there's been a lot of weird, mysterious thefts at Ikea. Did you guys read about that? No. The cops are having trouble putting it all together. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Oh, man. So do you guys know what goes, oh, oh, oh? <laughs> Not Santa? or <laughs> Santa walking backwards. Oh, there you go. I like that. Oh, man. Uh, do you know what the best Christmas gift is? I don't know what the best Christmas gift is. A broken drum? You just can't beat it? Oh. <laughs> man, that almost falls in line with the hand bones. <laughs> All right, so why does Sherlock Holmes love eating at Mexican restaurants? Sherlock Holmes. No clue. No, they always give him such good case ideas. Ah, <laughs> case ideas. I like that. <laughs> Soup? Well, if you have three birds sitting on a fence. <laughs> one, two, three. And you shoot one of them. This one's for you, Jam. How many are left? Three. <laughs> Still three left. You just shot one of them. No, none, because the shot scared them all off. Oh, man. Man, that just goes right with the... I was going to do one about... Do you guys... Do you think I can jump higher than this table? Absolutely not. No. White men can't (laughs) jump. Man. I can't... Do you want to bet a cheeseburger on it? (laughs) You could jump as high as that? Like a box jump? I can jump higher than this table. Like a box jump? (laughs) Do you think I can jump higher than this table? Absolutely not. This table can't jump. Ah, (laughs) Speaking of cheeseburgers, what happens if (laughs) what happens if you eat tinfoil? 
Well, my dog just poops it out. (laughs) (laughs) You sheet metal? (laughs) Sheet metal? Wow. Wow. It's going to be a rough podcast. (laughs) We, we, We need a rough one. New employees, Stephanie Nicole Nichols, and she likes to go by Nicole. So welcome to the fleet, Nicole. Nicole, Welcome. Nicole. Yep. Welcome, Welcome Nicole. Celebrations. Uh, I made a lot of mistakes in 109 episodes, but this one was pretty bad. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yasmin Mendez had a birthday last week, and that is Alex Reza's significant other. And I said it was Cisco Reza's significant other. So, <laughs> You know. That's a pretty bad one. We still love you, Jim. Thank you. And human beings make mistakes, right? And yeah. it, and it's about the recognition. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny because I was listening back to last week's, which I haven't done in a while, but I don't know. if Did you guys listen to last week's at all? Did not, no. All right, so I put some sound effects in there, and I wanted to see what it sounded like. And I heard that announcement, and I'm like, that's not right. Because <laughs> I knew it was Alex, but sure. I, I wrote down Cisco, sure. and yeah. I called him right away. I'm like, bro, I I done messed up. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's it's, happened to the best of us. It yep. went live, right, Yeah, <laughs> It did. So I wonder what I'll screw up this week. Anniversaries. Frank McCoy hit one year yesterday. Happy anniversary, Frank. Congratulations, Frank. Happy anniversary. Don Keller, he hits three years tomorrow. Nice. Happy anniversary, Don. That was a quick three years. It was. Mm-hmm. And then birthdays, we got John Jordan. His birthday is Sunday the 10th. Ish Coronado had a birthday yesterday. Rick Colleen has a birthday today. And Todd Dull has a birthday Friday the 16th. Wow, happy birthday and happy anniversary. Yeah, Yeah. happy birthday, everybody. Oh, that's uh, good celebrations. Oh, yeah. Family birthday celebrations, we got Judy Keller. That must be Don Keller's wife. Her birthday was the 11th. Then we got Mason, which is Steve Barnes' son. He had a birthday yesterday. And then Francisco Alvarez's daughter, Seek Lolly, she has a birthday today. So happy anniversary. Uh, happy birthday, everybody. Yeah, happy birthday. Yeah. Happy, happy, you, happy, happy, happy. You could kind of mess all those up, Jam. We could go, <laughs> what, Don McCoy, Frank Keller. <laughs> oh, man. We <laughs> go, Ish, <laughs> Ish Doll, Todd. <laughs> you know, we could, That's we a could lot go, of names. Right? right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of things do. to screw up. Yep. Don't forget, everybody, JFW is having our Christmas party on the 29th at 1 p.m. I do need to mention, I've had a few people ask if this is for employees only or can they bring their family. And this is, from my understanding, like last year, it is for employees only. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and it it hasn't been mentioned and Dad brought it up. And I know we keep saying, you know, the Christmas party is on the 29th. It's at 1 p.m. and stuff like that. But it is here. At the uh, yeah. at the main yard, we should. He goes, "Where's that at?" And I'm like, "That's a good question." So here. It, yeah, it's it at the Carlton. Yeah, Ritz, right? Yeah. Um, so it is here at the White Shop Main Yard, right? Newport Street on the 29th at one o'clock, yeah. and we're having roasted duck. Please be present. <laughs> be there or be square. Um, present. Do you know what the turkey said to the hunter on uh, Thanksgiving morning? What, Jim? Quack, 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 quack. Are we still doing dad jokes? <laughs> I don't know. That one, I ran across wow. that one and it popped in my head. I still got one more dad joke. Do you know Do you know why mermaids wear seashells for bras? 
Sea cups, seashells. <laughs> I think you screwed it up. I screwed it up. I'll yeah, delete that. Because it had something to do with sea cups, right? Yeah, so B, B shells are too small and D shells are too big. Yeah. So they were seashells. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Do you, do you know what Santa Claus elves drive? What? Minivans? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Oh, I do have one more because my daughter Bella. She wanted to make sure I told this one today. What do you call a bear that's just waking up? Barely awake. Barely awake. Ooh. Ding ding ding! She's gonna be so excited. You got that one. <laughs> so funny. Did you hear? Just talking about bears. Did you hear about the bear that walked into the bar? And he walked up there, and the bartender said, "What do you take?" And the bear says, "Well, I would like a." A pint of beer. And the bartender says, why the big pause? And he goes, I don't know. I was born that way. Uh, <laughs> hey, you guys are joke machines. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, Better get online and get a new joke. <laughs> Another reminder, the toy drive. The toy drive is going amazing. I mean. It's incredible. I feel like it's grown what is the word? Exponentially? Exponentially. Yeah, it's grown a lot <clears throat> since our first year. Uh, there are a lot of toys here at JFW, but guess what? It is not too late to donate. You can still donate toys tomorrow morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Bring them tomorrow the, morning. That would be the last chance, though, right? It, yes. It is. Yep, loading them up tomorrow afternoon. Going to be down at Macy's at, at 4 o'clock. Okay. Well, so, I'll tell you, <clears throat> that whole back room is, is full. It's so full, it's going into the kitchen slash bathroom area oh wow yeah, that's yeah. awesome yep. yeah. so thank you for all that donated like we said it's not it's not too late to donate so if you want to get in on that bring those toys in in the morning very cool uh you guys probably all noticed we are doing the 10 days of jfw christmas which involves raffle prizes i believe it's two winners a day so make sure you're listening to your company radio looking out for those paycom announcements because some good prizes have been given out so far this year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Kind of a fun thing to do, 10 days it of is. Christmas, right? Yep. Got to give the credit to uh, Joanne and Amber for organizing that. And, right? Yeah, absolutely. And doing the thing. So, all right. <clears throat> Shout-outs. Tracy Holloway wants to give a shout-out to Greg Wise for changing a mud flap on someone else's truck and Bob Martian for giving him a hand. I guess he was running cores. Came in to do a preload, and uh, the truck's mud flap was either ripped off or he had to change it before he went. So that could be pretty frustrating to do when it's not even your truck. But Greg Wise, he got it done. And thanks for Bob for helping him. That is awesome, you guys. Big news. Bob Martian's back here at the main yard. Yeah. Yeah. We get to see him. all week. Driving 0070. It won't be too long. We'll have Anthony Harper back over here. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Really. Let's see. This one is from Mike Bortz. Mike Bortz wants to give a shout-out to Big John Moore. Uh, His truck went down at the bottom of Kenosha Pass. John Moore stopped and helped him get it running. And a big appreciation to Chris in the shop also. And all the guys that hollered out on the radio to make sure everything was okay. Thanks, Mike. That's awesome. Teamwork. Makes the dream work. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Fabian Sotelo. Uh, He's a regular listener to the podcast, and he is interactive with our social media. So I think it's pretty cool. That's Pedro Sotelo's cousin. You know, every once in a while you see the name, same name pop up, and turns out I was talking to uh, Pedro about him. He's like, yeah, he's been listening to the podcast every week. So appreciate you listening, Fabian. Mm -hmm. That is cool. 
It's, it's nice to hear when somebody's listening outside you yes. know, the, the family, I yes. guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, good stuff. Actually, um, uh, Marshall from across the street actually had a question from the audience. He didn't email it to me like he said he would, but I remembered it, so we'll get to that. Marshall later. next door? Yeah, he listens every week. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was going to the pickup truck with someone. I was like, hey, Jam. And I'm like looking up. The sun's in my eyes. He's like, over here. <laughs> and he's like, I have a question for you guys. That's <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. We'll get to that later. But uh, I want to give a shout-out to Emilio Contreras. That is Amber's son. He shared a really awesome quote that I want to tell everybody about. And he told his mom, a bad attitude is like a flat tire. You can't go anywhere until you change it. That is I like that. Right? Yeah. Yep. Right? Emilio is right. nine years old, and that's the level of thinking he's at. Yeah. That's so cool. Yep. Nice. That's years. That's decades of wisdom yep. right there in the nine-year-old. We should have him come in and do a motivational speech. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's an idea. Maybe we and should have know, a kid on the yeah. podcast. These young kids are so pure and honest, and they they look at things from a really cool perspective. Right. And when you get to be our age, we're a little polluted. You know, we're a little <laughs> <laughs> a little slanted with our opinions in that. And, right. You know, so a yeah, nine-year-old could probably give a good a good shout out there. Yeah. The Bible. The Bible talks about you know you should have a heart like a child. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And you know, they're just so innocent and pure. You know, I was talking to my wife about it last night. I came home, and as soon as I opened the door, Dad, Dad, and Belle comes running up. I'm like, hey, honey, and like, I got my cooler in my backpack. I got two dogs, dogs jumping on me, and she's like, you want to come and look at what I'm doing? <laughs> and I'm like, can I take my boots off? <laughs> but anyway, she's like, um, you know, I'm writing a song, and I'm doing music notes. So I go down there. And she's just got this book out, and she there's letters on the keys. Sure. And she's just writing letters down on a piece of paper, and like, just that's just so pure and innocent right? to me. Like, right? You know, who knows what the song is going to sound that like? Is but awesome. It's just beautiful already. You know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> I have a shout out for the wash bay. I know we've done this many, many times, but I, man, I just can't emphasize it enough. We were. Uh, I had a meeting over at Shoko on uh, Monday afternoon and we were there, you know, when a lot of the gravel companies are coming in and filling up and just all the freight companies in town. And I was standing there with, with Ray Scott and uh, he's looking around and he's like, you guys don't have to fuel over here. And I said, well, we used to, now we have fuel at our yard, which saves just a ton of time. And he's like, my God, he goes, do these other companies not, they don't wash their trucks at all? He goes, I haven't seen a clean truck come through. He said, I go to your place. Or he said, I see him on the road. And he goes, they're always clean. You know, and I, I just, I can't emphasize how easy it is to take things for granted. And I, I just want to be sure that we're not taking the wash bay for granted. You know what I mean? It takes a lot of effort to keep that truck clean and to get it washed the way these guys wash at both yards. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've continued to wash at yard 23, even through winter so far here. And uh, yeah, I just... I guess everybody needs to kind of step back and take a look at that. And man, until you've washed a truck yourself, you should learn how to drive around a puddle or go <laughs> slower down a dirt true, road. Dave? Or, you know, I mean, until you wash a truck yourself, you don't know what that takes. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, you help those guys out, whether you, whether you realize it or not, slowing down down those muddy dirt roads, mm-hmm. avoiding those puddles. Doing the simple things, you know, not driving five miles an hour through the sippy hole and running the the white 
uh, pasty water up on your bumpers and fenders right. and back of the cabs and down the trailers and you know give those guys a little bit of a break and help them do their yep. job. The cleaner you keep your truck, the faster they can wash it, and the more trucks they wash. So, but yeah, and I mean our trucks are a rolling billboard right for our company. I mean right. we get a lot of applicants just because of the way our trucks look. Right. And I remember, I remember seeing a JFW truck roll down the road one day. I'm like, I want to work for that company. Look yeah. at that truck. Yeah, they are. It's amazing. It is ama- the job they do is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love it because I talk to all these people, um, you know, from outside. They're that third party perspective, mm-hmm. and it it creates an era or an aura of professionalism, and an aura of of being right, like doing it the right way. Right. I guess. Right. And. Um, I, I'm always like, you know, oh, you saw a JFW truck. I'm like, good. I hope they were behaving themselves, you know. Right. But because of that image that the clean, sharp, <clears throat> it's like wearing a suit and tie, yes. right? You know. Absolutely. It's dressed up and it looks yeah. like it's Are you a sharp dressed man or uh-huh. you look like a bum? You, yep. bet. you look like the homeless guy you hobbling, hobbling you, down the street. I'll tell you what. It's no easy job. I was walking across the yard about 530 last night and it was dark, obviously, right? And that wash bay was open. The lights were on inside. There was all this water and steam coming right. out because it was only about thirty degrees outside, right. and everybody inside had their had their like waterproof their coats on. Yeah. And there's a guy spraying on the left side of the truck and a guy spraying on the right side of the truck, and it's literally raining in there. Right, and it's thirty degrees, and mm. uh, I'm just like, damn, those guys are rocking and rolling. Yep. They make us look professional, and then people listen to the podcast, and they're like, well, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> uh, yeah, mine's along the same lines. I, I have two of them, and I know we touched on it a little bit ago, but I just really wanted to thank everybody for the toys mm. um, and all the participation. And I know we we brought it up, and we asked. We just asked you know, just now if you have some more toys or can do that. But if you're if we don't ask, you're not aware of what's going on. So it's not like an ask like we're wanting toys and and I think so many of the toys that we got is are is just so generous. It's just from the heart. Right. And I just wanted to mention to everybody, you know, thank yeah. you. And that includes the other donations. I, I think we've mentioned it. We've had the real estate company, Hand and Stone, Barracudas. Um, you know, you still have Macy's. It's part of that, you know, and I know it's a big company, but you know, channel two and, and Fox 31 and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, the teammates here. So just a, a big thank you for all the toys that, that, uh, get delivered. And, and again, I've mentioned it before, but when you go down and you unload that truck at, uh, the Salvation Army there, it's, it's a good feeling that, you know, you're helping some kids that are not quite as fortunate as, as, you know, our kids or other kids. And then, uh, it's funny, you guys. I know you you brought up the wash bay, Dave, and wanted to bring it out, bring it up again. And you know, you guys were just talking about it. But I had uh, our salesman. Uh, he's moved on. He was our salesman for T-Mobile, uh, George Burgess. And uh, a little plug for T-Mobile. Man, they beat the hell out of Verizon on the prices, and their reception is twice as good as Verizon ever ever was for us. So a little little plug for T-Mobile. But anyway, George sent me a text. You need some kickback there. I, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, I was because it was. I'm giving back here. Okay. You know, it's that oh, time of year. Oh. Never trust a man with an Android. <laughs> <laughs> they sell both, right? Right. Um, but uh, George was 
sent and goes, hey, I don't want to talk uh, cellular, but he said, that Western Star looks so good oh, and red, man. and that truck was so clean. Oh, He wow. said it was badass. Nice. Wow. And so that was, that's the reason I'm giving him a, a shout out yeah. for, for T-Mobile. Yeah, so very for him cool. to take the time and send it. But along that same lines, Dave, it's, you know, it was clean. He mentioned that, you know, and how good the truck looked in red and all right. that kind of stuff. Right, right, so, yeah. Yeah, good, good stuff. So, you know, thanks everybody, and, and uh, I appreciate it. Nice. Yes, yeah, very cool. Yeah, I didn't get to work with George very much. Once uh, we started working on the uh, Spirion system, like, he was gone. Yeah, he was yeah. out. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. I'm sure the. He was a rock star, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. He's the guy that sticks out. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only reason he's gone is he's going up. Right. Yep. Right? Yep. Good so. for him, sucks for us. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Any other shout outs, guys? You done, Jim? Yeah, yeah, that was that was the two I had written down for this week. Okay, uh, brother Dave, I think it was you. You wanted to talk more about nice, nice, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just I want everyone to really, really attempt a use with nice. Did you, know, you guys? I, I'm interrupting you. Did you print that sheet off? That was the whole explanation. I wanted to bring that for the podcast. Libby sent us a whole. All the explanation of nice. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah. I did not print it off. I wonder if I should go get that since we're going to... Can I read it off my phone? Yeah. Is it an email? I think it was an email. Did You, you didn't get it either, Jam? No. Uh. But we did have the... We did have the brochure or something up here last week. It was just clarification just on coverage because it had just changed, ah. you know, in the last two weeks before mm. we had the meeting. Oh, gotcha. And she, <clears throat> she just took the time to write it, and I, I knew you were going to talk about it, Dave, and I totally... She just, I mean, I have the email, Jim. I just didn't print off the, the list. You want me to just read it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if As, it, I mean, are you talking, talking about the eligibility? Yes. Who's eligible? Because it was nice a clarification. It, right. You know, and we, yeah, because we kind of screwed that up. And, exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because of what we were told, it. and then it changed between rollout and yeah. when we were educated about it. So yeah. this is just asking, who is eligible for NICE? Well, obviously, all employees. Doesn't matter your hours worked. Doesn't matter what position you have. Driver, office, wash bay, mechanic, all of that. If you work here for JFW, you have nice. Sweet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so just so everyone knows, that's an internal joke that we kind of created ourselves. Every time someone says nice, someone says sweet. <laughs> and then I kind of try and follow it up with really. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a knee jerk reaction for me now. Like I can't hear the word right, nice without right, doing it. Right. I when you know because we signed up for our insurance this weekend. Jen and I did. You know, so it was a bit of a process. You know, like everyone had to sit down and go through and pick the what package they wanted and assign who they who they wanted to have on the program and you know yada yada yada. Right. Everybody did that and. Every time Janet would say nice, I couldn't help but say sweet. <laughs> and she's like, why are you doing that? And I'm like, I don't know, because we're idiots. I don't know. We're like little kids. Like, It's, you know. that, it's that truck truck driver mentality. Right. I mean, if Sam was there, I know I could have got him to say really every time she said nice. I said sweet. And Sam would be like, really? <laughs> so anyway. Dude. <laughs> exactly. So back to the eligibility. Man, this is going south fast. Uh, so also, not only employees, but employees' spouses, partners, anyone else who is eligible for uh, benefits as a dependent, right, that you take care of. So this would include all benefits-eligible spouses under JFW's Cigna, Cigna medical plan. 
This would include domestic partners, including same and opposite sex partners. Also, employees' child dependents under 26 includes adopted children and children with whom the employer or spouse is court-appointed legal guardian, regardless of enrollment in medical plans. So everyone knows that. Even if you're not on our medical plan or Cigna's medical plan or their family's not, your family still gets nice. If you work here, you and your family that you live with that is your dependents get nice. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, hopefully that clarifies some things, hopefully. And then it says, who is not eligible for nice? Well, just like health insurance, children over the age of 26, they are not eligible unless they're uh, medically certified as disabled or, you know, I mean, there's obvious they're things. De they're dependent on you. Yeah, they're, you're, you're, their, you're yeah. their caretaker. No matter what right? age they exactly. get, they're dependent yes. on you. Yep. So prescription drugs within NICE are not eligible to employees and their spouses who are 65 and over enrolled in Medicare. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Did I did not know that, and I didn't hear that question. That must have come up at a different meeting that I was at. So I, I don't. I, I've never heard it. I don't know if it did, but it, it makes sense because yeah. Medicare is kicked in at that right. point, right? Absolutely. Yep. Which you've paid for your whole life. So yep. better get some of that. that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All other nice services are eligible to this class. So even though you have Medicare, all nice services are eligible, with the exception of prescriptions. Non-immediate family members of an employee, such as parents siblings, grandchildren, unless employee or spouse are going to court-appointed legal guardian of the grandchild, aunts, uncles, cousins, roommates, or other household members. So essentially, if JFW deems a dependent benefit eligible, NICE will defer to JFW's discretion. NICE will not dig any deeper or ask any further questions due to HIPAA compliance. And this is Libby saying, I do wish NICE would have communicated this more clearly to the Flood and Peterson team and our clients, as I know a few others on my team and other clients were stumped with this abrupt change. Please reach out if you have any questions or other employees' questions. Uh, Joanne knows quite a bit about it. Uh, says here, I believe there were a few specific employees asking about NICE eligibility at the OE meetings. However, uh, Libby didn't get names, so she's hoping... Uh, if you're able to pass this along. So obviously we did, and hopefully that clarifies some things up. Hmm. But back to NICE, I, I just want to clarify, you know, Jam, what did you say? You had two appointments already set up through NICE? Well, I, I, yeah, I, I had one through NICE, but I ended up canceling it because they don't cover immunizations. Oh, I gotta, right. I got to right. get some vaccines for something, and they don't cover it. But it was interesting, and I pulled this up, Maybe we could get some more clarification from the Flood and Pete team. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, they said, as far as services go, as long as you're signed up for NICE, through your employer's health plan, most of our services will be covered or will have a small fee associated with your visits, depending on the plan your employer offers. Are there different NICE plans? <laughs> I, I think maybe it goes in conjunction, but we're paying for it, period, Jam. Right. So I... I that would be my clarification of that. It's gotcha. a little different. We're paying for nice, period. Got it. So I think that's the reason we're getting the coverage we're getting. Gotcha. It's I just got confused. Like, are there right. different levels of nice? I mean. Huh. Well, I, I hope yeah. not unless it's con in conjunction. Like somebody's offering it 
with Cigna, we're Got not. It. We're we're paying for it. Got it. That would be my clarification. Could be totally wrong. It makes sense. I mean, I mean that's what that was the whole point right. of paying for it. Right. Right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right. Sweet. Really? Really? Dude. <laughs> oh oh no. Now there's a fourth one added to it. Anytime we talk about nice, it's gonna take an extra two minutes just for us to joke around. Every time yeah, I get through it. I, I do want to mention and I know we were trying to talk about it last week also and we brought it up again you know that we're strongly urging everybody to use this this has to be the start of whatever if you can't i mean if you broke your ankle or you're having a heart attack nine one one nice yeah nine one one go to the hospital take care of yourself but if you have a cold or a cough or i don't know an earache or anything anything else you start pl- with nice please yeah. start with that right and we're trying to you know not use our medical insurance, which helps us, you know, further get uh, self-funded is what we're after, and and we can't have the miscellaneous charges that oh I gotta you know I I'm, I'm making this up you know I cut my thumb and I have to run to emergency you know when it's not that bad you just want to check it out what can I do for it right you know call nice right they'll help you find a location or. You yeah, or, or take care of it or look yeah. at it. You know, I don't know if in a Zoom you can tell how bad the cut is or, you know, hey, put a put this kind of Band-Aid on it or make put Neosporum on it and cover it up and you'll be fine in a few days. Right. I mean, if you got any of those questions, do that. Do that. That's what that's what we're after. We need to make yep. this a big part of our, our insurance. And we're, yeah. again, we're, we're paying for it, right? So <laughs> let's use it. And hopefully we'll, uh, I think we're going to have Flood and Pete come out and maybe do some quarterly talks about it you know about our insurance nice. and and dude don't go there sweet. <laughs> really what's the new health uh coverage we've got is it called sweet sweet <laughs> well that's, that's the group competing against nice <laughs> yeah, that's our group where that's going to be our we're, we're going to start sweet yeah sure are. uh jim along what you're saying don't forget about the mental health portion of nice. absolutely you know i've absolutely. been talking to good, good a, a few drivers in the last couple of weeks that have been seeking some kind of counseling and, you know, just, you know, the, the employers that they're with, they couldn't get it or, you know, they just don't know where to start. And, you know, I don't know that NICE is going to be the ultimate end-all, be-all for mental health, but it is a good place to get started. You know, that's something that you could do, you know, uh, a Zoom call or something with from what I understand. You know, Libby was saying that you would have actually the same counselor for all, I think, 15 visits. That's she exactly said. what I wanted to say, yep. Yeah, so, I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot of people here at JFW that could use use somebody to talk to, a professional. Uh, you know, so I would encourage you guys and girls to, to use that. So. Absolutely, Jam. I don't want to – it might sound weird. Hopefully it doesn't sound like that. But, you know, like you're saying, they, they may not be the absolute best person you could talk to, but it's somebody you can talk to. That's right. the point. It's where that conversation starts. Right. You know, and I think that person's, no matter what, they're going to be professional enough to go, hey, this is where you need to go or you need to do <laughs> something else. <laughs> you know, you need to try, to try to get to see this person. I think they'll help you with the process oh, right. if they can't help you directly. But, you know, it's about that conversation. Please, please call. Yep. You know, please use them. Yep. These are people that are educated in helping you. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, they have the right things to say and assistance to offer. And, you know, that was one of the great things going through hospice when mom passed away back in July. 
the hospice company that we used, True, I mean, they were they were amazing, mm-hmm. absolutely mind-bogglingly amazing. And you know, going through that process and never having gone through it before until then, they really educated you. They spent the time and spoke to you, and they offer assistance for up to eighteen months after your loved one passes that you can call them and have a conversation and talk to them. And, and it's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you know, and I, I just, I just think that's incredible. What a, yeah. what a great thing. Yeah. Was, I think with that, not to take away from true Dave, cause you're right. They were an amazing company, but I think anybody that we ran into that's associated with hospice, when you mention that word is just a different person, right? You know, they, right. They get it. Yeah. They're looking, they're looking to make the end of life as comfortable as can be, and I think that takes a special person not to, right. not to just lose it, right? <laughs> you know, because right. you, you care so much. Yeah. Yep. All right. Anything else on nice? Sweet. I'm just, actually looking forward to the first to to get it rolling out. Yeah. Yeah. Just just use it. We need to we need to participate, yep. you guys. Yep. If you need help using it, come come see somebody in the office. Yep. So. Well. If you signed up for insurance, you signed up for nice. Yep. You know what I mean? You well, uh, the app. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess. If you have yeah, trouble your with your intake yeah, you know, or downloading you, the app, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. If you uh, have a that one kind of phone and you're struggling with it and you need some help, an Android? <laughs> oh no, no, that's not what I was talking about at all. <laughs> uh, you it's can eat it. Named after a fruit. Yeah, you can eat it. <laughs> Keeps the doctor away. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is I would have loved to log the time that you guys have been talking about your Androids <laughs> to figure out how to use them. <laughs> uh, Could have a whole podcast on. Right? What's this, dude? Did you know it did that? <laughs> Don't worry. Scooby will show you. <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's talk about some fuel island etiquette and honestly it's a perfect time because i've seen somebody sweeping out their trailer while they were fueling today oh, <laughs> yeah so why do they call it a fuel island well it's an island to get fuel on and that's all you should be doing there right <laughs> right so in other words and these were brother dave's words fuel and leave <laughs> <laughs> i mean you, you we've got 75 trucks we're trying to usher through here yeah. right yeah and it's easy to get wrapped up in a conversation. I'm guilty for holding up the fuel aisle a little bit because somebody will be like, you know, hey, Jam or hey, Soup or whoever, and, you know, off you go into this conversation. But even yesterday, we had one driver come in and ask another driver, hey, are you driving that rock tub? He's like, yeah. He's like, would you mind moving it so I can go park <laughs> my truck? You know? So uh, definitely not a place to do your pre or post trip, you know? Glad you're pre and post trip in your truck, but that should be done in your parking spot, not in the fuel aisle. Right. The other reason is, I mean, if you're pre and post trip and while you're fueling, you're not standing by the tank. You gotta buy stand. You gotta stand by your tank. You gotta, you know, keep by that fuel nozzle because if that thing pops out, it's no fun cleaning up a fuel spill. Right. So. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, we've. I had somebody tell me, "Well, I thought you had auto <laughs> shut off nozzles." Well, we think we do until they don't, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I thought I had tires that didn't go flat until I had one go flat, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, when we were talking to, to Rich, Dave, do you remember, didn't they remove 
Yes. All the auto uh, offs because they wanted the person to stand there. They want you standing the there holding the nozzle. Yep. And I know it's it's all about the safety. Right. Right. And I know Rich talked about it, but I think he's like, you know, the guys come up with the trick about a rock or, <laughs> sure. you know, your keys or your sure. knife or stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, the whole, the whole fuel island stuff, you know, again, because we have so many trucks to fuel and it's, it's a, we, we get clogged there. Right. So yeah. we want you moving as soon as possible. Yeah. I mean, I understand of, I mean, it's really using your time wisely. It's it, the the nozzles in the fuel tank, and you're up like you said, sweeping out your trailer. That is using your time wisely, trying to get something else done. But the facts override it that if case that nozzle falls out, you're going to make a giant mess. That used up all your time, and we need you not to take you know even if it's twenty or thirty more seconds or a minute that you're up sweeping, the fuel's clicked off, that's 20 or 30 seconds or a minute that somebody else could be fueling. Right. And and that's the that's the whole key because yeah. it adds up. Absolutely. I know we've we've designed the the new building over here at Yard 23. Did we end up with 10 or 8 islands, Dave? 8 There's eight. 9 bays, right? Oh, and 10 But 10, ten. nozzles. Yep. So you can oh. fuel 9 trucks going in, 9 trucks going out. Wow. Yeah. That's and awesome. and we break it down, we broke it down to the minute. So both yards will or that yard once it's up and going will be so fast, but that we'll have the same problem. You need to fuel and move. Fuel yeah. and move even if there's nine yeah. islands. Don't go wander off to the bathroom. Yeah. Don't go wash your floor mats. And I know there's yeah, you the floor I mean? mats. If you're the only one in the yard and it's 8 a.m., Knock yourself out. There's there's you, another bay, I, right? Yeah, I was going to say that because a lot of guys fuel early and yeah. they're not interfering with somebody. Right. But if you're fueling when everybody else is there, be polite. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if that's the way it works. If it's 610 and we have a 6 a.m. starting, you're sweeping your trailer out in a right. fuel aisle, there's a problem with that. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you this. Can I turn my paperwork in while I'm fueling? No. Thank you. Because you've left your Less nozzle. Your, yes. <laughs> yeah. And I know there's been a few brown alerts. <laughs> I mean, are we going to talk? Well, I tell you what, there's usually somebody out there in the afternoon. And you holler at somebody. And go, hey, I got a brown alert. Or a yellow alert. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but can you, when this clicks off, will you watch this for me? Yep. I don't think anyone out there would think twice about oh, it. Oh, no, absolutely right? not. Yeah. Yeah. I know I wouldn't. I would. I'd, and you'd even, they'd even move the truck. I mean, Jan, right? JR, right? Scooby, Super yeah. Dave, me. If we're out there, we'd move the truck. Right. Put it right on Newport Street for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that kind of brings up another point, Jim, because we've had, you know, we've had trucks block the fuel island, mm. and then they pull up and they block the deaf island. Mm. And then we're like, hey, you know, can you move? We're trying to get fuel and deaf here. This We don't park here, right? We try and educate and, and go about that. And then pull up and park in the driveway to go in and talk to dispatch. Right. And it's like, okay, so now we've put our vehicle in danger's way. Right, because all the rest of the vehicles have to get around that vehicle and exit the driveway, and it's just anything to do from the curb or the sidewalk past the blue def shed. That should be you stay with the truck, you do what needs to be done there, and you get out of the way. Yeah. That's just courtesy. It's just pure courtesy. Proper etiquette, absolutely. Fuel island etiquette. Yep. And hopefully that'll eliminate the random unknown spills too. Because right. I walked out there yesterday and I was like, "Whoa, what happened?" Yeah. There was road base everywhere, mm. cleaning up a fuel spill. And I don't know if that was ever found. If we ever found the owner of that, or nope, somebody spilled fuel and just left it for us. Ah, yeah. well, it's a good thing we have us. Yes, do the right yeah. thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. I was pushing my shopping cart through all that road base. 
couldn't get it back to the. <laughs> hey, I want to rewind for a second just because I've had some text messages this morning for shout outs. First one is from Randy Martinez. Good morning, Jam. Sorry for my bed. Well, well, <laughs> I wanted to shout out to the snow crew. Alan Chili Dog, Ryan Big Empty, Johnny Potter, all for helping me learn the snow plow and making me feel part of the team. Also, I want to thank them for always being there to help me out with any questions I have for dairy sites or salt shed sites. It makes me feel proud to say I'm part of the JFW family. Nice, Randy. That, was, appreciate that was a that. good text. Yeah, that yeah, is good. awesome. Absolutely. Well put. Worth reading. And then I uh, already gave <clears throat> uh, Francisco Alvarez's daughter a shout-out, but we missed his son's birthday. His name is Junior. His birthday was November 11th, so happy birthday, Junior. Yeah, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Oh, great. Uh, half pulled out mud flaps. I think that would be a Brother Dave thing. Man, well. I'm, I'm rolling on him this morning, huh? Yeah. No, it just seems as though quite frequently <laughs> I'm seeing a half pulled out mud flap. And what I'm talking about is the four bolts on the back. It seems like for some reason half of those are pulled out. And I'm you know, you can't use the term every and all and all of that stuff, but I'm just seeing it a lot that that mud flap is only attached by two bolts and two others are pulled out and it's it seems to be the common theme here, and at some point, you know that's going to come out. Just be proactive and and fix it, right? Either either cut it off, put new holes in it, or whatever. It's probably not going to be a good fix to spend the time to unbolt it and just slip it back in there and run with it. I, I mean, at some point, I think that's going to get pulled off very easy because the holes have been uh, you know cut open or pulled open. So get a new mud flap on there or repair the one you have you know or or whatever but driving around with two bolts holding a four bolt mud flap is it's not a good plan doesn't just, look good either no it's just not a good idea right no. yep and that that leads me to my next thing don't put off things like changing or fixing those mud flaps or you have a light out if you know that the night before or on a friday night don't put that off till monday morning right, right. because we're the busiest trying to get trucks out of the yard in the morning you know traffic's all flowing out and it's just not a good time to do it you know especially if you knew it needed to be done the way i was raised is you do things as far as you can in the moment you know what i mean like you take care of things until you can't take care of them anymore right you know so you know if if i knew that i didn't have a mud flap <clears throat> maybe i would undo the one knowing i'm going to get a mud flap over the weekend i'm, I'm using this i'm using this as an example like well, I don't have all the parts yet, you know, but I know I'm getting a mud flap. Well, you might as well take that one off now and sure. Less work for you to do when you come back. Yeah. So So if I was if I was driving jam and I had a mud flap like that and you came up to me and you and you said what would you what would you say to me? Like, hey, your mud flap's out of there? Right? Like, yeah. I mean it looks like you need to fix or change your mud flap. Oh, that's not my truck. That's not the one I drive. Mm. That's well, not what great you're White driving did. it right now, aren't you? There you right, <laughs> right. I mean, I've, I've, I had that happen just right. recently. Mentioned it and yep. was told that's not my truck, mm -hmm. and that's the that's the whole family attitude. That's that's making us all look better. That's your 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 brethren, your sisterhood, your family. That's what that's what we're about. That's yep. the that's back to the what if and how do we look and 
are we defendable and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we, we happen to break a windshield and let's say it comes off a tire. Well, they call you on the phone. Yeah, but that your mud flap was half torn off. Right, or sticking out doesn't help us doesn't help us and yep. and we're not harping on it because we're we're trying to you know get pissy with you or get on you that's not that's not what these conversations are about it's so that we look we're, we're defendable we look better we're responsible we're better than anybody else out on the road because mm-hmm. we fix our stuff we take pride in our stuff did you come to work for us because our trucks are dirty and our mud flaps are torn off Ex- probably not exactly so exactly. we've set the bar yeah. adhere to it right yeah. i mean right in our creed we're accountable for our words and our actions yeah and i right and I, and I know every one of us you know doesn't mind helping i mean i i've, I've super dave i mean it was been a couple of weeks you know and it's it's at the end of the day it's 5 45 or 5 50 or something and i said oh i'll see you later dave you're about to get out of here and super dave was like no i gotta go help with a mud flap mm-hmm. you know that's the end of his day right. just like the driver and just like everybody else been here 12 hours 13 well, wait, hours that wasn't super dave's truck it wasn't was it <laughs> right yeah. yeah i mean and honestly you said it jim none of us mind helping with a mud flap right no. and it is twice as easy to do it with somebody than to do it by yourself absolutely if you're not used to doing it right so mm-hmm. if you need to change a mud flap on a friday night or when you come in in the afternoon and you want to help or actually learn how to do it the quickest way come grab one of us we'll show you it's it's not that hard you know but when you just leave it and leave it and leave it, and then it's Monday morning, and we need to get you out of the way so we could operate our business. I mean, or worse yet, Jim, it gets torn off at ten a.m. or right one thirty or something like that. And yep. Now you're out at a facility that you've torn the mud flap off. You have to get with the loader. You have to try and find it in the pile because we can't let that mud flap disappear mm-hmm. into the pile that if it blocks a gate open or tens of thousands of dollars. You know, God forbid it winds up in a load of med- concrete somewhere. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, it's it. those are the things that matter. Those are the reasons we do that. And, and why let that leave the yard like that when we know that? Right? What's going to take you more time to fix it right here in the yard when you see it or have to drive in from a plant somewhere and lose an hour? When you can do it here in 10 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it just all boils down to, I mean, the shopping carts or picking up a piece of trash when you walk by it. or Well, we haven't talked a, about it for a long time, Jam. Is it a skill problem or is it a will problem? It's a will problem. Right. Yep, it is a will problem. Yeah. You know, it's also back to the same thing we talk about all the time. What is that state patrolman looking at when he pulls up behind you? Yeah. Right. You know, all the, you know, the easy things, the cleanliness of the truck, because when you open the door... You know, hoses rubbing on the deck plate. Mm. You know, the mud flap. He's listening for air leaks as he walks up. Yep. You know, all that kind of looking stuff. Looking for bad tires. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the easy thing. And then we're, we've we've spent our lifetime doing this, and, and, and we know what's best. We don't know everything, but we know what's best or looks the best anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it's just something you learn. Yep. And we do have a lot of squared away people here. Oh, you know, absolutely. Just, oh, my gosh. Yeah. The list is endless, isn't it, Jim? Yeah. Yeah. Well, about this big (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i i it's so funny because i just don't see as many people as i used to i feel like and you know this morning jack dominico came you know walked up had a question for dispatch and walked past and you talk about a squared away guy oh man you know what i mean yeah we may tease him because he's got gloves for everything but you know why he has gloves for everything because he's prepared Mm -hmm. and can do everything i bet he's got a jack i bet you got a pair of mud flap gloves 
<laughs> but I don't think I've ever seen you have to put a mud flap on. No. Nope. No. Right? Never yeah. have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we, we have to bring that up. I mean, I, I we're, we're talking about that. We should never rip a mud flap right? off. Right? One should never be tore. It's not right? it's not that I mean, I think we've I don't know, maybe through the years I've had one that the been on there so long that the wind <laughs> finally beat it and it tore a little bit or huh. something. But never they, they do dry rot after time. Yeah, you know, the years. Yeah, they'll years. get that crease right yeah. where you bolted to the bracket right. from it, flapping in the wind all day. You and know? and you're absolutely right, Dave. But we're to a new age too, and I know you got to agree with me, Super Dave. Our trailers aren't old enough to have those flaps on them, <laughs> right? I mean, it used to be we were pulling 1980 trailers, you know, in in 2000, and you know it had to replace the mud flaps and stuff. But yeah, there's. What we're talking about shouldn't happen in the first place, but we're we're having to talk about it. So here here we are, and we'll we'll mention it, and we'll we, you know we'll talk about the guys that are you know squared away, like you said. Yep. What was uh, Bill on mud flaps last year? Was it six grand? Is that what? Oh we man, for the year jam? Yeah, I no, think, I think it was, it was way more. Yeah, than that. I think so. Uh-huh. Yeah, that would be a good one to bring bring back up and see if we could right? count. But Mikey spent so much time going all sorts of different places to get them. Because people were out. I don't know if it's easily tracked, right, Jim. Huh. Yeah. Well, what else can we do with six to ten or $12,000? Why does that matter? <laughs> <laughs> what could you do with six to right. right? Maybe we could have invited people's families to the Christmas party right? with that yep. extra money. Huh. There's all, there are, there are all, all sorts of things that go to the, the bottom line, yep. you know. Jim, this next one, we'll say it's yours. Okay. Because I think it is. Okay. Uh, was it is that that one mine or the next one? Wait for traffic. Wait for traffic. That, <laughs> that is the one. Huh? Wait for traffic. Okay. Okay. Did we talk about the one above that? Yeah. Jam kind of touched upon it as oh. far as like don't don't wait Squared, till Monday morning. Squared away. Squared and then away. we got yeah. sidetracked. It, it was kind yeah, of it was in a pool. <laughs> my, my, right. We my, pulled it my, together. My, sorry, my Your truck concussion? was stuck in grease. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, spinning out. I'm I was like, thinking we, it was your concussion. We literally just finished talking about it. <laughs> the oh, grease was man. A, grease was a classic, though. <laughs> oh, so yeah. With the the next one on our list here, you guys is we're talking about, and I mentioned it on the radio a couple of times. I know it was last week, and when we pull out this morning, and I know everybody's just getting going in the morning, got that sleepy look, and and not paying attention, but. We have to be courteous to our neighbors and not pull out in front of traffic. I know we're here early and I know we get, you know, we're usually the only one pulling out of the driveway, but in the last couple of weeks, there's a lot of people leaving the neighborhood and we're pulling out in front of them when they make the corner down there. And, and in a car, if we're pulling out of the, out of our driveway, out of the south driveway at a correct speed, somebody that's just turned the corner, you're pulling out in front of them. You know, it's just it's just the tying of it. We don't want you slamming out the driveway and going faster to get out of that car's way. We want to have you look a little farther down the street, let that car pass, and pull out. And then what we seen yesterday morning is we pulled out in front of somebody, and the person was so impatient, we're staying on the far side of the road, the, the wrong side of the yeah, street. We're, we're hugging the left side of the street to make our right turn. Right. We had people cut inside us. Yes. And... At the speed they're moving, and in the dark, and when you got everything else going on, how are you going to see them? Yep, yeah, we're going to have an accident. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's and 
you know, again, I mentioned it on the radio. If we can't start here, and, what's going to happen on the road? Yeah, doing things yeah. right. Yeah, that's it, your first move, right? It's your first move, yeah. right? It's like that. It was crazy yesterday oh, morning, it was though. Something it else, was, David. it was like the stars aligned. Or I mean, I don't think I had ever seen that much traffic. No. No, it was just seriously. That was the reason you finally mentioned on the radio. I, we think a street was closed down there. And Something people yeah. couldn't get out. They were forced to have to go this way. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So just just try to pay attention, and and it goes all day long. You right. know, if you're if you're not catching this, or you're doing your pre trip, right? You know, we, we I know we mentioned a few times about we grab some guys with their trailer lights on that aren't on the the other switch on the Kenworths. Does that mean you did a good pre-trip because you had all your lights on and you walked around your truck or you never checked your lights and you flipped all the stuff on and didn't flip the other light on? Right. You know, so it's... I mean, we talk about that all the time. And just to make that black and white clear, how did you do a pre-trip if you're leaving here without your light switch on? How did you do that? Is it possible? Yeah. I think not. Yeah, not... Well, well, it is. I mean, if if you're just walking around, Dave, right? We're... We're proving it, and you're not you're not paying attention, or you didn't do one at all, right? Two, you got two choices. Yeah, I know so. my answer. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. It's not a it's not a race, you know. Yeah. I don't think I think in the old fable, the hare didn't win the race. It's one of my pet peeves too when somebody right. when somebody cuts you off. So you're going down the road, and the car is turning in front of you, and they cut you off to do it, but then there's like nothing behind no, you. No, nothing. Like right. if yeah, you just yeah. waited. There's nothing even behind right. it, like unnecessary. But that's you know we we talked about that through the years when it's all about you. It's so difficult not to look where, not include that other person, not include what your what your teammates look like, not <laughs> right. include what the you know what truck drivers look like. We have enough to battle. Mm-hmm. Let's not let's not double it up. You know. Uh, I'd like to talk about attendance. We are starting to struggle with uh, some people's attendance. So just as a reminder, our attendance policy, we allow six unapproved slash approved unpaid days. But even if we take the approved unpaid days, let's just talk about six unapproved days off. That means you've called out six times, right? That is a max for the 12-month period, not for one month, not for two months. You know, you could allow two in a month or six in a year. Other than that, you are operating outside of our attendance policy. And, uh, you know, potentially if we think it's going to continue to be an issue, we're going to have to pull you in and <clears throat> put you on a last chance warning for attendance. And we don't like doing that. So Yeah, if we wanted to chat about it a little bit, Jam, we, yeah. we you yeah. know, do your last chance because we just can't afford and it's not it's not healthy for you in your, in your pocketbook. You either used you've you've used up or you've lost all your pto and and that's a problem and then or or you've and and you're not qualifying for any to start with and then it it's hard for us to cover that's not that's not making us whole it's not protecting your teammates it's not it's making other your other teammates go get extra loads all that kind of stuff it's it's back to the the big picture in the in the what if and i know in in other times We've, I don't know if we've done it in conjunction, but we also have taken your truck. We've taken your assigned truck away. Mm-hmm. So somebody that's waiting for a truck gets your assigned truck, and you have to work your way back in by making sure your attendance. Because it doesn't, it, again, it's not, a, it's not a punishment. We're right. not doing that to you. 
you've not earned that truck or you've not earned your PTO. It has it it is just a policy that's there for you to take advantage of, and then we have to enforce. It's nothing that hey that guy's not let's 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 take his truck. Yeah, I mean we we hate doing that. We've done that in the past, and it's worked out a few different ways. We've had. People quit, you know, listen, you know, you're not coming to work. We had an agreement when we hired you that you would come and you would run this truck every day, and you're not. So we're going to put somebody else in it that's hungry and wants to be here every day in it, and we've had people quit on the spot. We've had the opposite happen where, you know, the driver is here at 5 a.m. every morning to see if we have work for him, and then, you know, in a matter of weeks has earned himself another truck. Right. You know, uh, the thing about if you're if you lose or, yeah, if we take your truck assignment away from you, you are not here for ride-alongs anymore. It's If we have an empty truck, you get to go trucking. If we right. don't, we're not paying you to, to go ride with somebody. So it's really a bad deal. But Super Dave, if I came to the interview and we had a good interview and you liked me and I was like, we're, we're, we're in agreement that I'm going to come work for JFW, I said, hey, but by the way, you know, in the next 90 days, you could expect me to call out probably six times. <laughs> Would you give me the job? You'd go, sweet. Nice. <laughs> sweet. Dude, you know, everybody, I mean, we, we say this a lot. You, you don't really know the person until they start living <clears throat> life and coming to work every day. Or, or you know, not, right? One right. or the other. But, um life does happen and some people have a lot of uh drama going on and controversy and that's great but we've got a business to run and we have customers to stock their plants and and so we have our own agenda too so um you know we we have to put those rules in place and uh you know roll them out when necessary so yeah there's two parts to this one is we care about you and we want to help you Two is we got trucks that need to be ran. So if we could figure out how to do both together, that would be amazing. Right? Okay. Yeah, so true. A couple facts because we just did the books for November there yesterday, Jim, and we were, you know, it's kind of easy to, to, to base um, payroll on uh, what the trucks have done because obviously the, the drivers are a percentage of that. Right. And we were off. Um, on the books, we just it didn't the percentage just didn't look right. So then we were talking about it, and then we thought, oh well, it's Thanksgiving, it's a paid holiday. Mm. So in it, these are these are rounded figures. So just for Thanksgiving, we pay in payroll. We paid thirty six thousand dollars for that one day in payroll. So wow. that's a you know that's the entire company that that qualified for it, but it still showed that we were off a little bit. Mm. And we're like, you know, David is the name of our, our CPA. And he's like, you know, is there something else? You know, are we missing a day of income or anything like that? And I'm like, well, David, I said, you know, I know a lot of people took that week off and it's got a little slower. We got a little snow in it. So what's the PTO look like? Mm-hmm. What, what, how, did, how much PTO did we have for the month of, of November? And Jam, we had $40,000 worth of PTO. Wow. Is what people have earned they earned that i'm me and dave the leadership team we're proud i'm proud to pay that out that's awesome because somebody has earned forty thousand dollars worth of pto wow and isn't that amazing that is amazing and and you're the other people on top of the thirty six thousand of holiday pay (laughs) exactly exactly there's seventy six thousand dollars yep yep and and not to 
we want the paid holidays. Right. We want the PTO use. Yeah. And and you and you you know the we're talking about everybody that's squared away. But then we have the you know the one or two people that you know like you said. Hey, I just started working here, but I'm going to call out six times in the next ninety days. Right. They're 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 they've lost that money. Yeah. We haven't gained anything from it. Their teammates aren't gaining anything. They're not from earning it. more PTO. Yeah, right. The whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole thing just snowballs. Not in that person's favor. No, you know, absolutely. And it's not helping us either, though. The, the cool thing is, though, I've just had two people. So <clears throat> when people hit their one year anniversary, they get six paydays dumped into their sick account. Right. Mm-hmm. You got to earn your time your first year, and then once you hit your anniversary. Your, your sick time is front-loaded, and it belongs to you, right? It's just boof. Boof. There you go. Six days. Bam, right? I've had two phone calls in the last week, seven-day period, where I've had to tell the driver, I'll just throw their names out there. One of them is Coleman Omara, and the other one is uh, Frank, the, the bulker, right? Hey, you haven't used any of your sick time. Mm-hmm. So you've had 60 hours that you earned, Every paycheck, you you earn your, your 60 hours, right? But then we just dumped another six days on you. So you have 12 days of sick time built up right now. And you have, you know, one and a half days or, yeah, one and a half days of PTO left. So you're going to earn this month. You got to do something. You got to either take time off, you know, cash days out or put in your 401k. Right. And it's just funny, like, the look on these guys is like, that's a pretty big accomplishment. You know, right. to, to uh, just save those days and, right. you know, have all that time. And it's like, you, you could go on an amazing vacation. You could cash it out. You could do whatever you want, you know, but it's like, you got to do something. Exactly. And I, I just happened to be downstairs when you were talking to Coleman uh, Jam, and I thought it was really neat because I know you mentioned it to him. You kind of explained what was going on, what was in his bank. And then he told you, I because I, I could only hear half the conversation, I presume, presume a vacation he had scheduled mm-hmm. and he was looking forward to it. And you were like, well, when is that? And blah, blah, blah. And then you go, well, you still have a few days, you know, take a, take a Monday, take a Friday, schedule yeah. a couple days. Cause you can totally have that time off paid for. And you have a few yep. days. Yep. You'll have to burn a couple this month or next month yeah. to just carry you to a position where you're still earning and you could get to your vacation. Exactly. And he did. Next time I know, there's a Friday and a Monday. I mean, how great is it to take a Friday and a Monday and have a four-day weekend? And, right. You know. Right. Yeah. And, good, and we good want, problem to have. Yeah, yeah. And we want that. We encourage yeah. that. But we have to have you show up. You know, everybody else show up. We have to have the extra drivers. Yep. That's the reason we talk about having, you know, 10 to 15 extra drivers. So we have a strong PTO system. Yeah. And and that's for the reasons when when you're doing it right, There there's a lot to be earned here. And and, and sometimes this is difficult to explain, but Jam, you use the term snowball <laughs> in the opposite way. I'm going to use it yeah. or try and explain it. And, and maybe you guys can jump in there and help me because it's, for me, it's difficult to explain, even though it's very simple. When you take a paid day off, that helps you keep the amount of money you're earning up. So when you take the next day off, your 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 income is staying higher, so your paid days off are even more because your income is higher. If you take an unpaid day off, your income now goes down, so your paid days off are less. 
And, and, and I don't know that a lot of people understand that. You know, and maybe I'll use Coleman for an example, and maybe you can help me here, Jim. Sure. With all the days that he has saved up, it would be really silly for him to take an unpaid day off yeah. because that's going to lower his daily average. His daily average. Yep. And I just, I don't think a lot of people understand that. Yeah. You know, and that's the snowball effect that mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It builds on top of itself. Yep. So. If you can, if you have to take a day off, you know, and, and say it's an emergency or whatever the case may be, you woke up and you have a, a raging toothache and you're like, crap, I got to go to the, the doctor. It's an emergency, you know, whatever. And you have a day, you should take it because that's going to keep, take it off paid and keep that average up. Yep. That just, that's just the smart thing to do. Yeah. We, we haven't talked about it in a long time and you're just kind of touching on it. And I, I think it's a great subject, Dave. That also affects your holiday. Yep. That affects your safety bonus. Right. That affects your PTO days. Yes. And every time, if you're if you're working hard and and making that certain amount of money daily, that's what your percentage yes. of again your vacation, your PTO, your sick days if you get to use them, right. your holiday pay, your quarterly bonus. It's Everything. all based on that. We're, Everything. We're, we're incentivized so you earn it. And yes. when you when you're again when you're earning here, it's quite a bit of money. Right. You know, right, but but you got to show up, and we show up every day for you guys. Yeah, that's that's the reason. That's the reason we think it's important. That's the reason we're harping on it because we can do it. Yep. We're here yep. for you guys. Yep. Just come so, to work. So we just we just expect you to be here. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. You and I talking about it this morning, Dave. That's that's half the battle. Ninety right? percent of the battle. Yeah. Just show up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And, I, and I, yeah, I mean, yeah. not not to like just keep talking about Coleman or whatever. I just, he's just a good example. And Frank. Right. Do you think he's do? Yeah. And Frank, obviously. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, do you think the guy that's missed six days is earning what Coleman's earning? No, nope. probably not even close and probably doesn't really understand, you know, and that's the reason it's good to talk about that. That's, that's hurting his income. Right. More than just what he earned that day. Yep. So. Yeah. Our system, our, our, you know, performance system where you know, you, you eat what you kill around here. It really works good for the people that show up every yes. day. Because, and I was just explaining this to one of the new guys the other day. If you show up every day, right, you're going to do well here. You know, if you're calling out and you're leaving late or you're leaving early, you're not going to do as well because right. of that daily average. Yeah. You know, it, you guys already mentioned it. You know, your your holiday pay, your sick time, your paid days off. Um, I got distracted there for a second, but you did talk about the safety bonus. Yeah, yeah, Jim. Okay. Safety bonus. Yeah. Sorry, yep. Jim. No. Yeah, I mean that all. That's the difference between a six-figure guy and a, a sixty-thousand-dollar guy. Right. Yeah. Somebody that shows up every day. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah, and that's when we talk about being hourly and in percentage too, and how we've based a lot of this is from our experience at you know different companies and different things. Just think about you know, and you've been you've been you've all, probably all had jobs where that guy's making you know. 20 bucks an hour and you're busting your butt and you're still only making 20 bucks an hour. The guy right beside you, that's just starting wage. It's 20 bucks an hour and he isn't doing anything. Right. And, but it doesn't affect him. Right. Here, when you're that, when you're that 25 or 30 or whatever, $40 an hour guy, you can become that guy and you benefit from how you're working, how you're doing your loads, how you're here on time, how you're, you show up every day. That other guy that might, he's not going to make the $30 an hour. Right. He's just not, right. but he's he's not earning it, right. and it really shows. You know, we do our 
internally we do our our, our high, high road hauling reports and things like that and you know that's like the you know not to beat that dead horse but when we did away with the with the uh oh i could wait man i hardwires hardwires you know and so i'm not making any money i'm not making the same we proved it week after week after week yep. of if you do multiple things you make more money yep. and yep. we and yeah it's just a it is very i based or <laughs> individually based we've made it as fair as we could if you're going to go out there and get it done, you're going to get it done. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, it kind of leads me into um, the next item here, JFW culture and the one-on-one meetings that I've had. Just tying that to what we've been talking about, some of the guys that I've met with recently, they just get it. They they get what JFW is. They get the difference between where they're coming from to the way we're operating, you know, the benefits package. I asked one guy, what do you think about the benefits? He's like, it's better than anything I've had in my entire life. Wow. Yeah, Very so cool. it's like all that hard work, all the meetings, all the blood, sweat, and tears in this room to provide these good benefits to people and the good pay structure, I feel it makes a difference, you know? When people say I've never worked at a place like JFW, it just really makes me happy. And we do have some good guys coming through the doors. Guys oh, that oh just, yeah. You know, On top of the amazing people we already have. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we've let some guys go recently. Well, I was going to say guys and girls, but it's just guys. <laughs> we've let some guys go recently <laughs> uh, just because we didn't think they were a good fit or there were some problems and stuff like that. The people that are coming through to replace them are good people. I mean, just good qualities. You know, we were talking, I was talking to one guy the other day. He's like, I don't understand why somebody wouldn't want to go get that extra load at the end of the day. You know, he's like, you know, I'm a I'm a guy, if there's money out there, I'm gonna go make it. You know. Right. But what about the wintertime? He's like, I understand this is a construction business and I'm prepared for that. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing these these newer people come up through the ranks. Very I, cool. I read through the discussion here, Jim, and I and I was waiting for you guys to get to this and uh, you know, because I've brought up through there, you know, TikToks, I like watching TikToks. Sometimes you get some really good stuff. And, you know, then you're like, oh, if it's on TikTok, it's true. You know, we just <laughs> right. we just had a TikTok we discussed with David, our CPA. And, and David was like, well, it was on TikTok. Um, <laughs> and they've left a lot of details out. But it is the basis of it is true. But what what I'm getting at here is I just watched a TikTok, you guys, on, on uh, a person that was giving um, advice when you go to apply for a company mm. and it was it was a woman that was doing the the advising on when you you know how to go in and do for an interview and she said the number one thing to do if you go into an interview and the company mentions this you should run you should leave the interview huh. and it made me so angry and it questioned so much what we were doing and she said, if a company ever mentions to you that we're family, run. Huh. Do not take the job. Wow. And I just, I just, I had to sit there and think about it because. Well, I wouldn't hire her. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Super Dave. Thank Bottom you, buddy. Line, right? Because right? I'm, I'm, no, we're not your family that's related to you by blood. But we're a different kind of family. We've we've tried to build that culture. That's just a word we use to describe us is being like family. Absolutely. But I would rather have a family atmosphere. I mean, how long have you went to 
do you see in commercials for restaurants? Hey, that's a family uh, atmosphere, or right. you know, it's it's family food, or it's comfort food, or anything like that. And and you know, and, and maybe there was a lot more to the to the interview. You know, TikToks are just a little splice of whatever somebody's saying. But man, it just bothered me so much. And if I was going someplace, I would like to be treated like family. I mean, we we just hired. Uh, Brian, I don't know his last name out in the out in the shop. He's, Land, what is it, Dave? Land, Land, mm-hmm. and he's doing some welding and stuff. And uh, Dave, you know, said good morning to him or or hello to him and something. And and what was it, Dave? He he noticed the culture was a little bit different. I just said, "How's it going?" It was his first day, and he's like, "You guys are a little more laid back than anywhere I've ever worked." <laughs> <laughs> I was just like. Yeah, but didn't, didn't you mention to him why why should we not be that way? You yeah. said you said something after I, that. You that, told me exactly. That's what I just started to say: is can't we have fun at work? Yeah, can't can't we accomplish things and have fun? I mean, that's what I want to do, right? Me I too. Mean, if, if if it's just going to be tension and you have to cut the air with with a knife, it's right. terrible. Who wants to work in that environment? Not me. Exactly. Right? And I and you know I introduced myself to him, and the next morning I I seen him and I said good morning. And I think he was still like stunned because he yeah. was like he looked right at morning like, <laughs> like nobody used to say good morning to me and I'm I'm like man what a you know I don't want to mention where where he was working but I'm like if that's truly right and he was there a long time yeah you know and 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 for for a company sometimes maybe you just don't recognize where you're at yeah you know maybe it's hard times and and you get you know maybe. The, we're not walking in that company's shoes. So how do we know? Well, I think it's just a lot of what people have experienced in their lives before they mm-hmm. got here. Of mm-hmm. course. You know, Brett, Super Dave tells people in an interview, like, you know, we're family. And he tells a story like, well, my last job told me that too. And it wasn't true, you know. So Super Dave, when he tells his people these things, it's up to us, the the current employees, to make that that the truth, you know. Otherwise, he sold them a false bill of goods, right? We're the ones that got to make the culture actually true. So, Super Dave, I hope we're not letting you down. And that that's the that was part of my closing thoughts thoughts there, Jam. Is I want to I want to touch upon that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's the thing about that TikTok, Jim. Um, everybody is, is bullshit. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's kind of where I'm going. Everybody has to take information. And use the good stuff that will benefit them and this discard the BS, mm-hmm. right? And say, well, you know what? I disagree with that or it won't benefit me. It's not constructive. It is destructive and and move on, you know? And that's one person's opinion because they were on video. It kind of sticks out from maybe me just talking to you arbitrarily some afternoon, you know? But uh, that's not very constructive at all because everybody has. If you have a job, you have a work family, right? Uh, right, Dave. Period. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna spend a lot of time there. Yep. Right. It just yep. doesn't it just doesn't make sense. So maybe you know, like I said, maybe I took the the TikTok out of context or something, or somebody posted that piece just to you know, and there was a lot more to it. Well, I'll tell you, she probably doesn't fit in very well with groups of people. Because she's argumentative or negative or something like that. She's probably unemployed. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> right? <laughs> Arson charges. <laughs> Arson charges. Oh, man. Uh, Finish but, your thought, uh, Dave. Yeah, Sorry. you know, I mean, discard that. That is just not constructive information. What kind of sounds like what Amber's son said, Emilio. Yeah. yeah. Right? A bad attitude is like a flat tire. You can't go anywhere until you change it. Yeah, man. Awesome. Dave, would you like to talk so, about some, um, I mean, Jim? Sometimes you have to just run around with a low tire for a little bit, though. <laughs> I mean, not to be. Man, if, you, ever, you ever roll your window down in traffic, Jim, and you're pointing at that car next to you, hey, your tire's low, and they look at you like you're from freaking Mars. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I, 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 I See know, ya. You don't know what I run my tires at. <laughs> I like to keep one down. That's like the comedian, you know, here's your sign. He's like... Guy on the side of the road changed a flat tire. He's like, hey, you got a flat tire? Nope. The other three just swaled on up on me. <laughs> that was, I think of that one all the time too, Dave, where, where you're out there with the coat hanger trying to unlock your car and a guy walks up and goes, did you lock your keys in your car? Nope. I'm just trying to hang it up. Let it dry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I hope they get in soon. It's going to rain later. The top's down. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, you know what I, I do when I get a smart ass to say. You know what I do when I get a flat tire? I just jump out and slash the other three. Going nowhere. <laughs> that was my joke when I was training people. I'd say, "So, what do you do if you have a, a flat tire on your dump axle?" And the guy looks at me, and I say, "Well, you let the air out of the other one, <laughs> and then dump your load." Uh, it's a level to dump, right? Uh-huh. Super. Oh man. Yep. Yeah, that is funny. Brother Dave, you want to talk about uh, the dangers of not wearing reflective gear, whether you have a home or not. I'll be back. <laughs> whether you have a home or not. I know we talked about Jose's video last week with the homeless guy. Jam posted it, put it out there. You know, I think it, we, we, uh, we think it was a woman that was crossing the street or the highway, the interstate in front of him. Oh, my gosh. What a the, crazy the, moment. The ghost. It yeah, like the ghost yeah, in the video. But crazy. I mean, every time we turn around, we're seeing more and more and more. And, I, you know, I would tell you at least 80% of them are homeless. But, you know, I'm seeing quite a few people just, period, not walking down the sidewalk. They're walking down the street. You know, yesterday morning when we were talking about so many cars leaving, there was a homeless guy just, like, limping down the street and... Why couldn't he use the sidewalk? You know, last night on the way home, and we talk about the dangers of the dark. Right now, the majority of those people, I mean, I'm going to go with all of them, right? You rarely ever see a person with something reflective or a headlamp in these scenarios, right? So these people are wearing all black. They don't have a reflector on their bicycle. If they're on a bicycle, they don't have lights. They don't have anything, and you can't see them. It is just the craziest thing. They have almost disguised themselves to blend into the darkness and then put themselves at risk because they're they're on the edge of the street rather than the sidewalk. And I guess I just... It's because when I'm in private property rummaging around for a, a bicycle, I don't <laughs> yeah. want anybody to see me. I, I would, agree, Dave. I was I just totally going to mention agree. that, Super <laughs> Dave, whether it's, whether it's that reason or the mental health reason of that is they don't want to be seen. Right. Yeah. You know, then they, why do they walk down the street instead of the sidewalk? Because <laughs> you, you might see them on the sidewalk. Seriously, Dave, I, I don't know. I, you know, I it's get a thing, it. I, I a guess I'm of, just trying to make people aware. You know, I, oh, I, we, yeah. Last week, and I don't remember whether we talked about it on the podcast or not, but we were sitting there at 56th and Vasquez, or 56th and Dahlia. I'm sorry, Vasquez and 56th. 
to turn onto 56 coming to work and the guy pushing a shopping cart yep. just barely cleared 56th and a fuel hauler came out of the the refinery gassing on it to make the light to get across the street and the homeless guy in the shopping cart barely was out of the way i mean and the fuel hauler never saw him never saw him at all and it was all black and it was so crazy because he was no sooner through the intersection and we couldn't see him yeah it disappeared you couldn't see his cart you couldn't see him you couldn't see any any anything moving he just disappeared into the dark and you're just like oh my gosh you know so many of these people are being hit and it's I mean, I don't want to say it's going to be your fault, but I mean, let's face it, the the laws and the rules and regulations are going to be geared toward you're going to have something happen to you before them, you know, because you have something to lose. Yeah, and I don't know the circumstances. I meant to bring it up, too. Did you see somebody else got hit in the wheelchair? Yep. Over off of Colfax? Yep. Lady. Yeah, lady. Yeah, and I, I don't know the circumstances in the dark or not any reflectors or homeless or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's 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 back to the thing. I mean, it... it we're, we're bringing up the homeless because they're hard to see, right, Dave? There's no other. They're not walking in places yeah. they should be, and we have to be watching for them. That's right. what we're bringing up. But we have to be watching for everything. Yeah. We, That's a, the, we, we have a look at the what if, you know, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm judging those people right now, is when you're homeless like that, you don't have a what if. Yeah. There's no what if left. Right. So they don't, and I, I'm not saying they don't care on purpose, but they can't care. Yeah. So it's it's up to us to I take think it's care on of purpose, them. But it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a responsibility. Well, you know. they can't go to a big five and buy the most badass reflective gear to right. make sure yeah. them and their dog don't right. get yeah. hit. Yeah. I mean, I was waiting for Jim to stop for sure, Jim. Like, you know, my wife has done a lot of training for triathlons or for marathons or whatever. And, you know, I make sure if she if it's this time of year, right, her gear is reflective. She's got a headlamp on, even if it's just the one that goes on her head so she can see. They have ones on your shoes now. They have ones for the back of your shoes. Her bicycle. I mean, she called me one time. She was training for an Ironman, and my God, she was clear out in Fort Lupton. And it was getting late, and I was getting worried about her. And sure enough, she called. I'm like, oh, crap. She's calling me, you know, and she's like, hey, my battery died on the bike. Can you come get me? And I'm like, absolutely, man. I don't want you dead. You know, somebody hit you in the middle of the night. Just keep going. You'd never know. Never know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I, it just, I don't know. That stuff's crazy. And I, I agree with what you're saying, Jim. Those people aren't fortunate enough or jam. They're not fortunate enough. They're like, oh, I'm going to be out on the street. I'm going to go get a headlamp. Right? I'm going to purchase a headlamp. When, you know, they're picking up cigarette butts off the street and smoking what's left of them. Right. But, so. but. I guess that what I'm trying to bring with that point because you have such a great point about you know the black and all that. But what about running CMAX coming out of Boulder? All the bicyclists, right? You know, and and they have a lot of reflective stuff on a lots of times and and their lights. Sure. But you still don't know are they going to stumble? Are they going to fall? I mean, when sure. I pass somebody on a bike, whether how I try to move over right. or or the whole thing like going through a light, you know, drop ten and cover. Right. I don't know what that person's going to do. Right. You you talk about a perfect thing bringing up CMEX. We just had the route change last week, mm-hmm. and I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. We did, did not. We? No. Did it happen the day after the podcast? It must have. I think it was like Friday or Thursday or Friday. Yeah. Did yeah. So we have a new route change leaving CMEX. We're no longer allowed to make a left-hand turn, go up to Highway 36 and go back through Boulder on Highway 36. We're now forced to take Highway 66 go east into town and is it hover we have over, to go all the way down road, to hover yeah. yep so we were pretty explicit and gave those directions to the drivers that were on it the next day and 
they all amongst themselves discussed, hey, we're going to take a different route than that because it's faster. Well, the reason we chose Hover and we were actually told to choose Hover is the route they were taking was going right through a school zone, literally right through a school zone. I mean, our trucks were within probably 100 feet of the building. So parents dropping their kids off, picking them up, all sorts of stuff, and we were told not to go through that way. Now, there are no no trucking signs. Typically, that means we're allowed to do it. We don't want the jeopardy. We don't want the liability. Why should we put ourselves in harm? I mean, we're talking about blocking the fuel island, parking to come in and talk to dispatch. That's putting yourself, putting that truck at harm of being hit. We can repair that truck. You hit a human being or a child in a school zone with mm. a truck, woo, we are going to make the news and it is not going to be good. So. Mm. We've we've bid it. You paid for it. Go around. Take the route we yep. use. Also, CMEX is a is a big enough player. We're required to give them the route we're taking, and we have to notify them if we have an accident on their haul. Doesn't matter whether you're loaded or whether you're empty. If we're if we're in play on that haul and we have an accident, we have to notify them where it happened, what went on, what was going on, and then we have to go through their safety department as well. So. I mean, we we set these things up for a reason. Kudos to CMEX, too. Hey, we, we'll we go the route you're saying. It's going to cost you more. Okay, we'll pay more. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. So, they're, think, they're invested in that safety. Yep. And then to the drivers that were going down 75th, <clears throat> I talked to one of them, and he said, yeah, we tried it. And honestly, I don't think it saves any time. And he's like, plus, we got a few looks you know, by the residents of that town, like, <laughs> what is going on? Why right. are these big, shiny red trucks right. going through our town? You know, and it, that drive was just like, I was planning on going the other way from now on anyway. So good. even the driver could tell, you know what? This doesn't feel the best. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? mm-hmm. so, right. Good stuff. It is good stuff. All right. Questions from the audience? You guys ready to move on to that? Sure. All right. Uh, Vince Meekins, I want to clarify his question from last week. What he was trying to say is, when we have early loads, can we shoot an email out letting guys know that they have early loads? The answer is yes, we can do that. And I think we do occasionally send out pay comms like, hey, we need early loads. Odd trucks go to 12, even trucks go to 2, stuff like that. Yeah, I think, I, and, and even if it's that question is, is what he meant, I think what we also do, Jam, is you know, when we do need the early loads, we do ask. Mm-hmm. When we're capable of doing the, doing that, we don't promote that early load. If you want to go do it, great. But it's not like the plant can really hold if if we ask Everybody for. Everybody did. Yeah, if we ask. Yeah, we 50, can't have seventy early loads. Right, yeah, Jim? exactly. Yeah. So we leave that up to the driver because there's some drivers that want to go get that early load and yeah. want to make that buck, and and they go get it, and it's acceptable. We usually need to stop the late load, or I'm sorry, the early load when it can't be early. That's right. what we're announcing, not that sure. the early load can be done. So, yeah, it's, a, it's again, it's just that kind of that gray area. You know, we can't, if we announce it and we end up with 50 people going and doing it, that, that doesn't work. Yep. Right. You know, so it is a little bit of difficulty, but absolutely it can be announced. Yep. It's all about communication. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with asking instead of waiting for dispatch, too. Yeah, who, who do you think has a higher daily average? The guy that asked to go get that early load or the guy that? doesn't care about the early load <laughs> who's making more money on their pto day on their sick day their gross is safety I, bonus yeah if you look at <laughs> it's a rhetorical yeah, that's question a, that yeah that's a that's a tough that 
I, rhetorical, true, but I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to rhetorical it uh, is. I do know a lot of guys will go get that early load and then kind of disappear the rest of the day. Or do <laughs> right. some, yeah, you got to still do a good job the rest of the day. Right. Yeah. yeah. It needs yeah. to be an extra load. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It should just be called an extra, extra load, load. Whether right. it's Not in the morning or in the afternoon, right? It hey, should so be called an extra I, load. I used to do the math before the raises that we gave out. One extra load a day is about 10 to 13 grand here at JFW. So if you want to get a ten thousand dollar raise, get an extra load a day, <laughs> and that doesn't matter if you're already making seventy or eighty or sixty, whatever the amount is that you make. If you want ten thousand dollars more a year, go get an extra load a day. That's how you. That's how you. That's how you make more money. That was before the three percent. That was before the three and the four and a half. Yeah, what, yeah. That was before all of it. So and like we just talked, what is what is that extra ten thousand dollars? <laughs> Due to your safety bonus, your PTO, your holiday days, all of that. Yep. Makes every one of those days your sick more. sick days. Every, every single day you take yep. off that could be paid. Yep. Well, I, don't want, I, don't, I don't want to make too much money. <laughs> <laughs> We've had people say that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's fine, too, as long as the job's being done. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Some I mean, people, we, hey, there's still people that are fine with making 50 or 60 grand a year. Because. Great. If that's if you're good with that and your bills are paid like that and you have that extra time in your life to do other things besides work and drive, I'm kind of I admire that. You know, I just can't do it. So. We we just talked about that last night going home, Jam, because you hear about the life work balance. And when me and Dave were talking about it last night, Dave said, you know, it really should be a life budget work. Life not, work budget. Yeah, life not because you not, need the budget to have life work balance. Because right. that's how you get to that balance. And if your budget's this, you've done that. Right. But if your budget's this, you've done that also. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like I said, I mean, if you can make, you know, if you, it doesn't matter. If you're good making a certain amount a year and having a lot of time on your hands, I mean, I admire that. Right. I just, I didn't set my life up that way. I'm not in a position where I could do that. So kudos to you. But there, I mean, you know, as as a judgment thing, Jam, I, I see the way you live your life and the other things you want to participate in. And, a, you know, maybe it's a new gun, right? So I'm, 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 I think that's fantastic. But, you know, we used to joke with Ed that worked here. He was a two or three pack smoker a day. <laughs> right. you want that's what he was trying to budget for was another pack of cigarettes. <laughs> Especially when they, because as he worked here, that's when they put the big tax on. Mm. And it was, what do we figure, Dave? $6,000, $7,000 a year in cigarettes? And I'm like, do you know what kind of vacation that is? Or or just plain other items? <laughs> That's so funny you bring that up because I used to ask people, let's say at the time cigarettes were four bucks a pack. I'd be like, what do you pay for a pack of cigarettes? Four bucks. How many packs do you smoke a day? One. Okay, so you're spending four dollars a day to kill yourself. Would <laughs> would you would you spend if they were ten dollars a day, would you spend ten bucks on a pack of cigarettes? Oh no way. Oh, so you're willing to kill yourself for four dollars a day, but, <laughs> but not you won't for ten. Yeah, isn't your life worth more than that? It's, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Yeah, I was going to uh, jokingly say, well, he was budgeting for the cigarettes. Did he budget for that open heart surgery? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That all fed into that. It's funny that you I mean, guys. Go. You would never take a dollar bill out of your wallet, roll it up, and light it on fire. No, you just. It's the same difference. Yeah, it is literally like pulling cash out of your wallet Sitting and lighting it on fire. Yep. No doubt. But for 
smokers that I mean, it's a habit, right? I mean, it's it's difficult to break that. I, yeah, I get it. I hear it's one of the very hardest. Yeah. Well, it's legal. You could still work. You know, you're not going to get in trouble for it. You know, vaping is just as bad. You guys know I quit vaping. I've mm-hmm. slipped up recently, but it's what? It's a small slip up. Man. Know? Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. But I get it. I'm feeling strong again. Good. Good for you. Starting tomorrow. <laughs> I thought you threw it out. Well, I was. I've thrown a lot of them away, Dave. <laughs> I, I it's was, like it's like I've taken hundreds drawer, of huh? dollars and just lit them on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very temporary thing. But well, well, I have to throw this out then because either she'll quit working here or she'll quit smoking. But I, I'm pretty relentless on Joanne and ah. her smoking. You know, yeah. just. Just because I care about her and, and and try to get her to quit smoking, so Joanne, I'm sorry if I'm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you guys, I'll, I'll speak into it a lot. It's, em- on you. it's embarrassing for me that I did slip up, but the new little things that you buy, I mean, you don't you don't have to invest two hundred bucks. Are to they get, jewels or something? It's not a jewel. It's uh, they're called don't be bar- a fool jewel. <laughs> they're called bars, <laughs> right? So it's bars. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like I thought that's where you went and got alcohol. Let's go far. Buy a bar. Yeah, so it's like it's called a geek, a geek bar, right? And there's don't there's, be weak, get a geek. <laughs> man, I'm getting beat up. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'm not gonna speak into this. <laughs> so anyway, there's these geek bars, and they're really cheap. They're like, you know, twenty five bucks or thirty bucks, and it's like nine thousand puffs, and it's disposable. <laughs> nine thousand. Yeah, seventy five hundred puffs or something ridiculous, and then you throw it away. It's but you didn't have to go oh, out. Oh, it's disposable. It's obviously. disposable, yeah. You didn't have to go out and buy, you know, a mod and batteries and all this. And you yeah. still have to put stuff in it? You don't put anything in it, yeah. And it's good for 9,000 puffs or, yep. or whatever. And it's great for your lungs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you say, I know I've just All the chemi- <laughs> chemicals are going to cause liver failure. Yes. <laughs> right? But you said bars, right? Bar, B-A-R. Yeah. It's a geek uh, bar, yeah. Uh. So anyway... There's yeah. a marketing. Then Somebody's you just pick making... your flavor. Yeah. And, and that's your flavor for ninth. I just want to get it straight because it's a, it's a complicated habit if you don't know anything about it, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I slipped up and I got a bar. Well, well, one bar equals two bars and two bars <laughs> equals three bars. But yeah, I mean, it's, so just, it's like heroin. Kind of like potato yeah. chips. Yeah. So the nicotine is just very addictive. Right? Sure. It's like, you know, and the, and the vapes are even more acceptable than the cigarettes because they don't smell. Right. You know, when I... I, I could vape right now, and you guys want to be like, oh, jam smells like crap. You right, know what I mean? exactly. The room would smell better than it does right now. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yep. yeah, it is It is a terrible habit, and smoking's even worse because you have the tar, you know, the, you know, this isn't The tobacco. combustive chemicals. Yes, yeah, and they smell pretty bad, so. Yeah. yeah. But there's there's also the nicotine chew patch, or a chew I call it a patch. That's not right. even what it is. It, yeah, uh, the, like a chew pack yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, what do they call those? I, I know yeah. the name of them. It's a unique name. Right. Sam told me about it when he went to college there. Like, it's a rush, right? right. Like, tons yeah. of people are doing very popular. But it is, it's, you know, to, to, I forget how long I quit for. I quit in February of last year until like a week before I went hunting, mm. you know? So it was a good run. And it's like, it hurts so much to think like, ah, oh, man, I broke that habit. But at the time, it was just like, eh, I'll try it. You know what I mean? But yeah, not good. Zin. Zin. Z-Y-N, yeah. yeah. Zin is the, the one of the 
big brand names, yeah. It's, it looks like here Rogue, nicotine pouches. Pouches, yeah. there you go. Yeah. And but I, you guys. And I know ahead. I teased, I just mentioned I teased Joanne about it. And like you're saying, you, you just slipped up, Jam is. But I feel the same way sometimes about food. Mm-hmm. You know, because it is it is killing you, right? You know, it's not healthy for you when you no. when you overeat and the types of food and all the sugar and right. you know even like the energy drinks we've been drinking here that I right. with all the sugar in it. Yep. So it's the same thing when you when you can't stay on that plane and you slip up, you're just like ah, you know, I got I got to start over. Yeah. You know? So it's it's, it's so funny. I mean, you bring up the energy drinks because I'm like I'm like anti whatever you just bought the diesel the yeah, diesel yeah. oil. Yeah. Like I'm anti that <laughs> I'm diesel like, oil. I'm like. Oh, those have sugar in it. I'm not drinking that. But you're but, willing. <laughs> but, but I'm downstairs, like, you know, killing Rob White's little package he brought in <laughs> with all those treats in it. Or, you know, like. Looking at your geek going, I'm down to 3,600 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because, like, I'm waiting for my current bar to run out. Because I don't want to throw it, like, I'm just going to have to throw it out is what's going to happen. But it's like, it's kind of like. What happens when it runs out? Do you just, you're trying to huff on it and you can't get anything out? I mean. I mean, yeah. It's you just, just have like, a, does it have yeah. a light or a beeper yeah. on it? Or It's got. The, I don't want to like draw a picture, but does it look like you're trying to suck on something and that can't get anything out of it or what? It must have a digital readout. Oh, 3,200. <laughs> right? <laughs> Better buy another one. Yeah, this one, it just, uh, it has a light that'll turn red to let you know you're out of juice. Huh? Gotcha. Ooh. Gotcha. So crazy. Well, the only so, thing, yeah. good good thing about like food is it usually spoils though if you don't eat it and you got to throw it away, Jim. So yeah, stuck yeah, there. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, rolling back to a more positive topic. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it isn't positive. But question from the audience, Marshall from next door. I'm assuming his last name is Blanchard as well. Marshall Blanchard. That I, would make sense. I think so. Right. Good assumption. He asked, and this question is great because we were just talking about. He doesn't know if we all have kids. I mean, yours are all grown. Mine's not. But he asks, how do you balance work and life? What's your work? How do you make time for your kids and your families and stuff like that? So let's go around the table on that one. (laughs) Not it. (laughs) I I mean, I joke, Jam, because, uh, you know, all of our friends in, like, our neighborhood and, and Janet's friends and everybody like that, you know, when Janet says how many hours I work, they look at me and they're like, how do you work that many hours? And I'm right. like, it's just a half a day. It's 12 hours. <laughs> right. You know, and I just kind of play it off like that because that's, Jim, that's all I know, right? right? You know, and I mean, you know better than anyone. We, we're here at five and we don't leave till six. Yep. You Every know, day. and it, it's not that that's a set law, but that's the, that's like what it is, right. right? That's what we do. And I just think, you know, when you get home, you have to devote that time you have available. That's your kid's time. That's your family's time. You know, I know a lot of people are like, I get home and I don't want to deal with anything because work was so stressful and blah, 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 blah. And to each their own. If that's how they feel, that's how they feel. And they need that time to decompress. I mean, I want to spend time with Janet, you know, and I feel like I had very little time with Sam because when I would get home, he was gone. He was at swim practice, you know, and now he's gone at college and he's, I'm so excited he comes home next week and we get him for five days. You know, so, so far this school season, after those five days, I will have seen him for nine days mm. in the last seven wow. months. Compared right? to 18 years. Yeah, yeah and I'm like, wow, what a what a hit. You mm. know, and it, trust me, I mean, that's such a good question that Marshall asks because I'm like, God, should I have regrets? Should I have done something different? You know, but luckily I was blessed and able to go on 
I mean, I would tell you almost every single travel meet that he had Mm -hmm. and got to watch him swim. Probably 50% of those meets, the parents took them. So Janet and I would take him and he would be in our room. Or it was a team travel and we were blessed enough to just go and watch. But he spent the whole time with the team. Meaning he had his own hotel room. He was he was you know in with a roommate or whatever you know and it, it it's just tough. But you you have to make that time to do that. You have to make those parent teacher conferences. Mm-hmm. You have to make those plays. You have to make those those special things. I I for one will have to throw out there that I think the the it's not called graduation anymore. What's it called when you go from like sixth grade to graduation? I think that's a hoax. I think that's kind of BS, Mm -hmm. but that's my two cents worth. You know what I mean? Like I told Sam, I I went to the first one because it was like, I thought that was a big thing. I said, I'll see you at graduation and I'll see you if you graduate from college. Like those are the, (laughs) I'm not celebrating the next one, man. It's that, that great. You went from one grade to the next. Congratulations. You went from kindergarten to first grade. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The, the whole continuation thing I kind of swallow. And ever, some people take it completely different, right? right? That's my two cents. I think that's a little hokey, but that's that's my take on it. But yeah, I mean, you just have to work it out, right? Yeah. I mean, that's it's what you do. And mm-hmm. everyone has their own take on it. So do the best you can. Yep. As the low road, and you'd hear this comment, I couldn't wait to, for the little shits to get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, but it, it's funny, Jam. You, and what a great question, right? And Dave said that. You said that. But <clears throat> you mentioned that, that my kids are grown. And it, it's still the same philosophy, though, and that I cherish the moments we're together, whether it's the holidays or we can do a Saturday or a Sunday dinner or they show up and we still have, you know, where we still run up to Greeley and see my my oldest daughter and her husband. It's participation. And no matter how small that time might be, but if you're present, you're participating and you're communicating, it makes up that it balances. No matter how small that is, it balances it. And then I would have to back up, uh, you know, to Dave's a little bit of point, and and not everybody has this, and again, uh, blessed. But I think family is very important because I know when Dave and Janet, you know, Janet had a full time job, Dave did too, and you know, they were their question was, how are we going to do this? My mom volunteered to help. Mm-hmm. You know, as my daughter, my, Erica, the, my youngest daughter. He she babysit for Dave and Janet. You know they they hired her, but you know she would have done it in, for free. But that's that's the responsibility, right? You you participate in that, and and I know you know. And when I when I mention family, and I'm going to go back to the you know the the work family is Holly when she first got pregnant. She she just like worked a year for Arapahoe Roofing, and um, we we got pregnant. And she went in to give notice, and we had no idea how we were going to do it, except for Holly had to had to stay home with the baby. I I worked too many hours, right? You're, you're right. making choices. We're looking at our budget, and when she went in to quit, they said her her boss um, said, "Well, how would you like to work from home? I have this I can do." And uh, you know, she works for Arapahoe Roofing, has for should be 29 years here coming up. Wow. And, you know, and he's joked at a Christmas party, you're one of my oldest employees and I've never seen you, which she goes into the office now, total different sure. situation. But what I'm, that was a family-owned business right. that recognized 
what, what you know, obviously Holly was involved and she, they recognized her potential and Holly recognized their potential and you worked it out together and that's how you, you take advantage of your circumstances. But just try to surround your people. You know, if I would get, if I would give him advice, you try to surround yourself with good people. Mm-hmm. And anything is possible when you have good people around you. And so it doesn't matter what that balance is because the good people bring you balance. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have here. That's the culture we've created. That's the family that me and Dave have have grown personally. I, you know, I see it with your family, Jam, in the last few years. And and Super Dave, he spent he spent his lifetime right here right. raising his girls with with my girls and Sam. Right. And we we've balanced it. And it, it doesn't. You can't look at the time. Oh, I I you know I work all day. I I don't have any time for my kids. That's your choice. Right. Right. That is that is your choice. When you don't show up <laughs> and you call in and you've you've didn't earn your PTO, your choice. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't spend five minutes with your wife in an hour of watching TV and never speaking <clears throat> is the same as a five minute personal conversation. Right. But you gotta have that conversation. And you can't tell me you don't have five minutes for your wife or your kids. Right. And that's where you create your balance. Yep. That would be I love the village part, Jim, because, I, I mean, you know me better than anyone. I joke, anybody who has more than one kid is going to heaven. I, I say that. That's just a <laughs> phrase Jen and I coined. Like, yeah. we don't know if we're going to heaven, but anybody with more than one kid, they've spent the time. <laughs> They're going to heaven, yeah, right? Yeah, and I should bring up, I mean, I, I, Holly did. She had to go in one day a week, but, you know, our mom was there, their grandma. You know, Janet helped out I don't know how many times. Dave did, you know. Uh, the you know my our oldest daughter she was of age to be able to watch it takes a village yes it was, we had it, one kid yeah. and it took a village and that's the reason the the two kids or more just comes out and it's like we you know we talked about it bill and amy bill picked up sam from school one day you know and and took him uh our neighbor up the street pat huss had him i mean <laughs> sam got <laughs> sam got passed around like a ping pong ball uh, man but but i tell you what I believe he's better because of that. Yeah. Absolutely, and what's well, more well, experienced? He's, he, you know, I just. I, and I, what's the quality of people you surrounded yourself with, Dave? Oh, you amazing! We you, are so blessed. Yeah, you. But trust. those are choices. Yep, absolutely. Right, you That's have to I'm, choose those people. Absolutely, you have to be sure you're around good people. You have to be sure, you know, you you have to know what's going on, right? Sure. You have to pick your friends. Yep. 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 Soup. <laughs> he's been thinking about it this this whole time <laughs> i don't know you know you just you just do what you do it's who you are it's your personality and and you're gonna transfer that personality your your needs your priorities um just by living life every day you're gonna transfer that to your kids mm-hmm. um i constantly say that hey if i left my kids with one thing that was very important it was to get up and go to work every day and they both have extremely good jobs and are very successful right because they watched me do it for their whole entire lives but uh and still are uh yeah as as adults dave yeah Um, as adults that are both raising kids they're still watching their dad that's right doing doing it on their own now right you know but uh I mean, I agree with everything that Jim said. It's the value of the time spent. I mean, yeah, I don't spend 40 hours a week with the kids, but 
the va- the 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 quality of time was outstanding. It was dinner time. It right. was helping with homework after yes. dinner. It was you know doing extra things like camping trips and going to Disneyland and things like that when yeah. you did after your time off. I mean, look, you know? you're planning a big trip right now. Yeah, going to the granddaughter's cheerleading uh, championships in Orlando, Florida. Right. In oh, how February. cool is that? Yeah. How cool is it? Yeah, and Douglas gonna... County cheerleaders. Go, girls. Right. And how quality <laughs> of time is that going to be, Dave? <laughs> yeah. You, you know, I mean, that's the important. And I, I have to throw out here, too. I'll make, I'll make two more statements about it. Is that, you know, I'm thankful um, to have Holly yes. as a partner because she's truly a partner is, you know, you need to work. I need to make money. You need to take care of the kids. It's not, it's not a job. It's a partnership. And that's what we did that. But my second comment to that is, you know, the single parent, what a responsibility on that single parent. You know, to because you don't have a partner, and hopefully, maybe you can find a partner. You know, maybe you can find that village. A- exactly, right? You know, a neighbor, a, a coworker, someone, a- absolutely, a sister or a brother. It's yes. still possible, but yes. you know, a lot of that falls upon that single parent, which I I have a lot of admiration for. You know, it, it's amazing. But but again, as a single parent, how, how are you going to build that? Who's around you? What's your village? You know, and and you know when you do. You know, start to date somebody. What's the, you know, are they going to accept your kids, let's say? Or or how does that, you know, you're not you're not out there just for a date. You're out there for a life partner. And your life consists of kids. And so it's it's so important. And But they're, they're, that leads, all your decisions lead to a balance. Absolutely. I'm still learning. You know, that's the best answer I could give is uh, <clears throat> throughout the years because I only met my daughter when she was four. Well, she's nine now, so I've been in her life more than I've not been in her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely a juggling act. I joke with you guys. <clears throat> the thing I got the least of is time, and I don't have a lot of money. Like, that's a joke. It's just a phrase I say. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. but time seems to be the struggle, you know, between, you know, the hours we put in here. You know, I have my side business, a firearms training company. Um, I'm getting ready to go to night school, and what I'm learning is you got to be really intentional with your time. You know, last night when I got home, <clears throat> I, I was dragging yesterday, and I had told my wife at some point during the day, look, like, I really need to go to bed early tonight. We said that the night before. It turned into, you know, quarter to ten, you know. <laughs> uh, but when I got home and I hear my little girl so excited that I'm home and she wants me to go look at the music notes she's creating. Right. Which are just letters. You have up, to do it. You know. Yeah, I, I would like to put my stuff down, but, you know, I kicked my boots off and I had my backpack on and I went down there. And, you know, the two minutes it took me to show interest in what she was doing meant a lot. Oh, the monumental. Smile, the smile that she had on her face when I said, wow, honey, that, that looks amazing, is irreplaceable. Right. Like you, can't, you can't beat that, right? The other thing that we've been doing is, you know, so basically I, I'm away from the house more than my girls, right? My wife and my daughter. When I get home, there's a lot of things to be talked about. Everybody is ready to like, <laughs> you know, you know, unload, unload. You know what I mean? Like, I've pulled over on my way home before to just kind of really decompress and wash everything off, so I could just focus on them when I get there. Sure. But my daughter, you know, she's been waiting all day, and it's like if me and my wife start talking when I get home, Bella's left out. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's something that's really pressing. 
So one thing I've been doing is I've been calling my wife on my way home. You know what I mean? So we could get the 15 or 20 minutes of we need to talk about this now out of the way. Right. This way when I get home, Bella could get get her attention and get what she needs. You know, but it is, it is, it's a juggling act for sure. And, you know, sometimes it's a matter of not being selfish, I guess, you know, like one eye opener for me is, as I mentioned, I'm getting ready to go to night school and that's going to be super demanding. Like I'm not going to see my daughter Monday through Thursday because she'll be sleeping when I go to work and she'll be sleeping when I come home from school. Right. So I'll have to really make that time on the weekends. Jim, you said it, you got to give credit to Holly. I got to give credit to my wife, Ace. Mm-hmm. You know, she's super supportive and, you know, she takes care of a lot of things while I'm gone and make sure I could do the things that I need to do or want to do. Um, but I'm willing to go to go to school, right, from 6 p.m. to 9.45, four days a week. I mean, I don't really have an excuse not to be able to spend time with my family between those hours either. If I'm willing to sacrifice for that... I got to be willing to sacrifice for my family. It's what you want to make happen. Yeah. So when my wife calls me at, you know, 555 and says, hey, there's a futon and I'm making this part up in Castle Rock. Do you mind go picking it up? I mean, the answer should just be yes. Right. You know, not like, oh, I'm really tired or I don't want to go or it's not for me. Like I'm willing to do it for me to go. Right. I got to be willing to do it for my family. So like I said, I'm still learning. Uh, but yeah, intentionality, communication, the other thing, like my wife, like sometimes like tonight, she knows I need to be on the computer when I get home. I scheduled that with her Sunday. Like, Hey, just so you know, I need, I need time in my office alone on the computer. I got to take care of some things. I want to do that on Wednesday. Now they know it's not like I get home and I go lock myself in the office. They know when dad comes home tonight, I got things to do. So, you know, it's not helping just, uh, to help to not describe, I keep wanting to say describe, but help with the work work life balance question that Marshall had. But you know, one of the one of the biggest things I just loved was at bedtime we would read. Mm. You know, and you lay down in bed and you read read your kid a story. That was just it, it was one hundred percent quality time, zero distractions. You had one job, and that was to read the book. Because it was bedtime, mm. you know what I mean, and that was that was quality time, man. Yeah. I can I can just picture all the books we read, <laughs> you know, and there were there were you know silly kid books. There was you know as he got older, the the better story books where you you know you read X pages a night, or if it was a short one, you know a chapter a night or whatever. I mean, some of that stuff, great, great, great memories. No you wonder know? you read so well. <laughs> Now I know why. <laughs> All the books you read to Sam. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, uh, touching on that, think about these kids that grow up with only one parent. And and the really only thing they would probably ask is, I wish I had a dad or mm. I wish I had a mom. Right. Just to be there, not to take them you know right. shopping or doing right. all these yeah. crazy things just being there it's that it's that it's, it's the time they just yeah. right? want yeah. that presence yeah those snapshots of time yep. doesn't have to be 7 hours a day right, right. I, I was just going to was going to capitalize on what you touched upon jam and and i think this helps answer marshall because i think it's so true because i've you know i think i've proven it i'd have to ask my girls but you you mentioned you know that you kicked your boots off Still had your backpack on, and you went down. You two minutes to look at the stuff, right, Jim? Right. But 
you know, I'm going to I'm going to guess at this 10 years from now and you go, "Hey Bella, did you did your dad spend some time with you?" Mm. Always. Mm. Her answer is going to be always. She's not so. she's not going to realize though it was 2 minutes. Right. Because of how important it was to her those 2 <clears throat> minutes. It la- those 2 minutes last a lifetime. Yeah. So your balance is the two minutes yep. or the five minutes or 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 a vacation to Orlando. Yep. And and that's what I would tell Marshall. It's the it's the it's what those moments mean. Yep. Yeah. Dinner time. I mean that's one thing we try to do is you know, last night I didn't eat dinner because I ate something late here. Might have been cookies. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> when No, when, they were gone by then. <laughs> when my daughter wants to sit down and eat dinner, I'm I'm gonna sit down and spend a few minutes mm-hmm. and whether it's even just ten minutes because I had to go to bed early, but tell me about your school school day and you know just little yep. things like that. But you guys all know the song "Cats in the Cradles." Yep. You know it's about a it's about a dad and Cat never has time for his kid, and then you know the dad's old, and then the kid doesn't have time for him. So right. if you never yeah. heard that song, that is such a sad song. Check it out is. "Cats in yeah. the Cradles." Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think about that a lot. Uh, my dad was always he was a businessman, and he he spent plenty of time with me, but. He was busy with running the company, you know. Sure, sure, yeah, Dave. But, yeah, yeah. And my girls will say the same thing to me. I was, I was <laughs> no matter what time I I spent with them, I was still running a company, right? You know, yeah, the phone's going to ring. Yeah, but there's mm-hmm. still there's still that overshadow of that. But I hope it brought them values, just like mm-hmm. it has for your girls, Dave. Right? That's what mm-hmm. that's what we're doing. Yep. You know, and, and you can't. Well, Super Dave, you are losing the bet. I think you owe us some cheeseburgers. We are almost at the two-hour mark. Uh oh! Right now, actually. So, let's see. Uh, Sorry, Rich. Yeah, Rich. <laughs> right. We had no bet. Sure, we did. Guys, did you hear? Well, Super he's got to make up something because he lost a cheeseburger <laughs> that I could bet higher, or I could jump higher than the table. Jim, did you not hear Super Dave bet three cheeseburgers? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still stuck in Greece. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I said, I don't think it's going to last two hours. So uh, I didn't say, hey, I'll bet you a cheeseburger won't last two hours today. <laughs> Tips and tricks from Ray Davis. Traffic at Christmas, at the Christmas rush. Even though most gifts are bought online nowadays, I feel there is still so much traffic and the rush to get all that shopping in. Here are a couple tips to help you in any traffic condition. <clears throat> Number one tip is to slow down. Speed limits. To, to what? Slow down. I, just one more time. Slow down. Perfect. Number one tip is slow down. Speed limits on highways, especially around curves and ramps, are better suited for cars, not big, red, shiny trucks. You never know when you come around a curve or on a ramp and traffic is backed up and you're coming full speed and have to hit them brakes. It is vital to reduce your speed. Number two, stay calm. It is crucial to remain relaxed and keep a level head in stressful traffic situations. Number three, be aware of your surroundings. When operating a large vehicle in traffic, you must be aware of everything around you. Keep in mind your space cushion and stopping distance. How much space is in front of you? How much space is behind you? Be sure to constantly monitor your blind spots and remember that cars are often not aware of these spots. Wait, I thought safety had no blind spots. (laughs) Number four, try not to change lanes. Changing lanes is one of the more dangerous things a truck can do in high traffic. If possible, avoid changing lanes. However, if you must, be predictable and make sure the cars around you are aware of what you're doing. Let your blinker blink at least four times 
before getting over and keep your blinker on until you are completely in your lane. Number five, expect the unexpected. By now, you have to expect cars acting in unexpected ways. Four-wheeler drivers get frustrated on congested highways and can recklessly weave between lanes. You have to be ready to get unexpectedly cut off on a highway, so expect the unexpected. Hope all is well with the JFW family, friends, and listeners. Remember, safety has no blind spot. Look, look and lean. Sit up in your stool. Don't be a fool. Much love and respect always. Ray Ray 0013. Nice. Good job, Ray Good Ray. Job. Yeah, I love it, Ray Ray. Appreciate the punctuation, Ray Ray. That was an easy read. Thank do, you. Do you guys know the, what do you call when you're when you're a ghost writer? Isn't there, like in a book, you ha- there's a name for a person where you don't really use your real name? It's an alias, I think. Is, is it just alias? I thought there was something, like when a you write a book, name. but you write it under a, a pen name. Is pen it name. Pen name? Yep. So 0013 is Ray's pen name? Yeah. 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 yeah this, I thought yeah. there was a different word. Is alias? But His alias, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's probably got other aliases. Ray Ray. and I'm sure he does, Jim. Oh, I'm sure he does. <laughs> yeah. I know his motorcycle name. Uh, one other tip I'll give in there is just back off, man. Just let people go. Yeah. You know, I'm still, you know, we talk about it all the time, but I'm finding more and more my ride into work is becoming more relaxing because I'm just like, you know what? Just everybody go, stay away from me, stay out of the pack, and just... It is so much easier when you can use that attitude, Jim. Uh, you know what I mean? Otherwise, it's just you're just tied up. Yeah, what I find is if I'm not, like, all of a sudden, I put myself in a position where it's like, well, now I got to go. You right. know, now, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, now I'm in the left lane. This guy's trying to, you know, he, yes. he's on my ass. You feel the responsibility to get out of there. Yeah, way, so now, right? oh, I'm doing 75. I need to do 85 to move over and <laughs> start Cadillac, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, just let everybody go, man. It's, yeah, I think you you nailed it there, Jim. Stay out of the pack. Yep. You know, because these packs the pack. are vicious. Yeah. Oh, and you see them coming behind you, and then they all come around, and you're like, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six cars yep. all going, you know, 85 yeah. miles an hour. Yeah. Taking traffic on the right side, yeah, on yeah. the, you know. That's like, that's Phew. some Smith that's some Smith system training is staying out of the pack. If you yeah. ever you'll notice cars travel in packs, and you'll have a park in front of you, you'll have a pack behind you, and you're like, Oh man, this is beautiful. I got 300 yards in front of me and 300 yards behind me. But the pack in the back is always going to catch up to the pack in the front. Mm-hmm. They never yeah. just stay like that. No, it's like, uh-uh. yeah. So, yeah, it's so true. Soup, why don't you hit us with that high road hauling? All right. Bam. Uh, Over the head. I don't know how this works, you guys, because I, I can't, I was talking about this in my brain a couple of weeks ago. And then I did the don't widen the plate last week because I had picked that one out. But we're talking about making memories with our kids today. And this High Road Holland is about our memories. Jam, you might have made a memory with Bella the other night, and it took two minutes. And she might remember that for the rest of her life. Right? And why? You know, (laughs) memories are really weird. So anyway, here we go. Red Lobster, Jim. (laughs) Here we go. Memories are so important. We have memories almost from our very beginnings My earliest memory, I think, is when I was four years old running around in the backyard with my older sister. And we were jumping in great big piles of leaves um, that my dad had raked up and he was getting ready to pick them up, right? Um, I'm sure my dad wasn't very happy that we were ruining the piles that he made, but I don't remember that. I just remember how much fun it was that beautiful day. 
running through the piles and spreading them all over the place. I mean, we were running full speed and just blowing them up as we ran through them, right? And, and these, these memories really are just a snapshot. There's still pictures of my sister and the leaf piles and us scattering them everywhere. Recently, the same sister sent me some old black and white pictures, email copies, of course, that had yellowed with age. Looking at them <laughs> made me feel really old. But uh, these five snapshots were from when I was two and she was four. Um, the first picture, we were posing on the living room couch and um, just sitting there posing for the picture. And then the oldest picture of the group was when I was about six and she was about eight. And we posed for a picture in front of this children's like exhibit at the, at the zoo. Um, my first thought is I don't remember any of these photos. But the more I studied them, I do remember the trip to the zoo. Not the picture, but fuzzy memories of walking with my mom through some outside exhibits. What makes a memory? And why do we only remember some things and not others? Sometimes we remember a very insignificant event in our lives, and then milestones that happened in our childhood we should remember but don't. Happy memories are essential to our mental health. They strengthen our sense of identity and help bond relationships, and they are also important, uh, an important ingredient to our present happiness. When we are young, everything is new and anything can trigger a memory to form. But as we get older, we have to try harder to turn events into memories and benefit from their happiness-inducing qualities. According to the experts, emotion can enhance memory formation. Emotion acts like a highlighter, that can emphasize certain experiences to make them more memorable. A great example is where were you and what were you doing when you first heard of the 9-11 terrorist attacks? I can attest to that as well when I heard about this, the Challenger space shuttle disaster. I remember where I was, what I was doing, and who I was with. My mom would often tell me the same story the day JFK was assassinated. These events stimulated a lot of emotion almost immediately. And that's why we remember. Painful emotions, excuse me, painful emotional experiences have been shown to last far longer than physically painful experiences. Maya Angelou once correctly said, and I love this quote, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Past memories are often triggered by your environment. What is happening at the moment, such as a smell, a song, or a vision. Just like the picture of my sister and I at that young age uh, allowed me to remember going to the Bronx Zoo when I was six years old. Before I studied that photo, I had no thoughts about that day at all. Very many of our memories are established not because of the event, but because of the emotion we are experiencing at the time. In an attempt to make a memory stronger, try to attach emotional significance to objects and actions as we are experiencing something that we want to remember. The celebrations, birthdays, ball games, and other things that you do with the people that matter the most are just fun, or maybe not so fun things that you have to do today, but you're still making memories of tomorrow. And the quote this week is, by Bob Dylan, and we all know who Bob Dylan is. He's Rolling Stone. Uh huh. <laughs> right. That's how I'd be chilling, like Bob take, Dylan. Take care of all your memories, for you cannot relive relive them.
Oh, uh, yeah. Like so, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you talk about memories there, Dave. And I'm sure you guys are tired of me talking about it, but, you know, Janet has downloaded, I think she's at 9,000 photos on that digital wow. photo frame display we have. And, I mean, Dave, that's such a great high road haul. And, I mean, I walk past there. There isn't a time I don't walk past that and a picture flips up. And I actually, because it's a live screen, you can just swipe back to the other photo. And I'll go back to it, and I'm like, I remember that day. I remember that time. Mm. I remember, you know, when Janet and I were there, or I remember, you know, being at dinner with her parents, or what, you know, whatever the case may be. And it's, it is, you are reliving that moment. It brings it back to the surface. Mm. It is really, it's just really good. It's healthy. It right? sure is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for years growing up, right, and. Uh, I shouldn't say for years growing up, but Janet's mom, big photo buff, right? I mean, you'd show up at her house and she would have just photos spread out on the table, you know, looking through the photos. And I guess that took a lot of work, right, to go through those photos. And what's cool about this frame is, man, you're just seeing it. It's just there. It's not covering a table. It's not taking up a bunch of room. You're just getting those memories brought back out every single day. Mm. It, is, it is just really cool. I urge anyone to get that. And what's cool is, you know, you can take a picture of something right now, and I can send it to that, and right. it's on there. Oh. You know, so anything you have or go on or anything like that, it's just, I don't know, very... Very cool. It is kind of funny, Dave, how we talk about it all the time, how it feels like your High Road Hollands somehow line up up with the podcast. Uh, Yeah, it's trippy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I have to jump back. I know Jim said that TikTok pissed him off with that woman about about JFW family, but we have just spent the last 45 minutes talking about family. Right. Right? Mm Yeah. Talking about our families, sharing them with our work families. Yep. And your High Road Holland is about family and memories and, you know, Marshall asking how do you get the work-life balance. And right. it's just life, wow. right? You know, I, that woman has no clue what she's talking about. That's so sad. Yep. Discarded. Yes. So yeah. easy to make TikToks yeah. when you're at home not working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, it, for me, I've always wondered why something becomes such a vivid memory. And other things that you should have remembered, you don't. Right. You right. know. And yeah. It is a good description, though, Dave. Yeah. An emotion becomes a highlighter on that moment. Yeah. Right. Is really yeah. good. Yeah. 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 And for you to ask, you know, I bet years from now, if he asks Bella, do you remember that night? You know, and I bet she will. Yeah. I bet she will. I think it's odd how smells sometimes bring back a memory. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Well, Absolutely. Yeah. I'm big on that. Yeah. Like, it's like. Oh man, that smell just brought me back to this place. You right, know what I mean? right. Yeah. I feel like a lot of childhood memories mm-hmm. are tied to that for yeah. some reason. One so. thing Bella never remembers is take out the trash. <laughs> <laughs> take out. The tra- I forgot. So I hope she remembers the music. <laughs> if that's what you need to do, play a certain song every time that she right. needs to take it out. That's uh, Pavlov's or, rule. Or uh, she get, hears the music and just gets up and gets <laughs> back here to get a. I don't know, a cinnamon candle going or something and say, you smell that, Bella? Take out the trash. Yeah. yeah. Right? If, Bella, if you ever listen to this, I understand about forgetting to take out the trash. <laughs> <laughs> it is not a nine-year-old thing. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I was four years old when I started taking my trash out. Wow. Yeah. And wow. my mom, my mom, so I lived in an apartment complex in a co-op, so you had to walk to a garbage room. And... Uh, you know, I'd want to take out the trash, and my mom would want to go with me, and I'm, I'm the man. You know what I mean? 
So she used to hide behind trees and stuff while I went to make sure nobody kidnapped me. You know yeah, what I mean? That's <laughs> but I thought I was doing it, you know? <laughs> oh, that's classic. Speaking of kids and everything, I'm a, I'll never leave with final thoughts, but just because it's fresh on my mind. Um, I had said so. I quoted the Bible earlier about acting like a child, and it's having childlike faith. So I just want to kind of clear that up and explain what it means. The Bible verse is in Matthew 18, and it talks about the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And uh, at the time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called the little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes this lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child is well in, in my name welcomes me. And what that's talking about is having childlike faith. Like, look at a kid like Bella with the tooth fairy, right? She just has a faith that if she puts a tooth under her pillow, the tooth fairy is going to come. You know what I mean? Like, right. And if she didn't come that night because the tooth fairy forgot, <laughs> she has faith the next night because of the new note that she wrote right. that it's going to work. You know what I mean? So when they're talking about that, here's just a little note. <clears throat> Jesus said, unless we... well. So then, childlike faith is critical to being effective in God's kingdom. This means we are to humble ourselves, trust in the Lord, and get excited about the work He is doing. So the the faith and the excitement that kid hat that children have, I think we could all learn from that. Mm-hmm. Same with the 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 joy. Yes, you know. exactly. So pure. The joy, and, uh, the the innocence, the all that, Jim. You purity. Yep, you hit the nail on yeah, the head yeah. with the joy. Joy. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we get we <laughs> we get some flat tires and we can't change them. Yeah, you know. I mean, we you should, but you we can't. You see some of the videos of these little kids like dancing before they know what being embarrassed is. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just so young and just dancing like nobody's watching is yeah. is the same, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's the like, thing the thing I enjoy jamming once in a while I'll hear a kid is the laughter. Oh my mm, gosh. That is just a baby laughing is, is the just, greatest thing. Oh, yes, it is just, just laughter. Right? Right? It yeah. Is so and you, joyful. You remember yeah. the time with your kids and and yeah, that's the laugh gets to me. Yeah. 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 Yeah, crazy. Yeah, we'll be in the bedroom and Bella will be watching a movie and all of a sudden you just hear her like cracking up, like mm-hmm. laughing her ass off. And it's right? just like, we just look at each other and it's just like... And smile. Yeah, it's just yeah. so good yes. to hear like she's that happy in that yes. moment. So. Totally, Jim. All right, final thoughts to the rest of you guys? I'm going to jump in there on, you know, we're approaching Christmas time, your family, friends, traditions... All of those things, you know, enjoy them. That's that's part of your village. That's what you've been, you know, or, or you know, created, been a part of. And uh, you know, we're blessed to have great neighbors. You know, countless friends, family, coworkers, just all sorts of stuff. I mean, I know we're, you know, we're we'll have another podcast before that, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's just a big deal. And then, of course, I I I have to close with my political things and i i i think it's something i ran across you have to i have to jam i I just have to it's it's becoming a calling you know and i i had a friend send these are the five best sentences and they're so true right number one is you cannot legislate the poor into prosperity 
by legislating the wealthy out of prosperity. Mm. Number two, what one person receives without working for, another person must work for without receiving. Mm. The government cannot give to anyone anything that the government does not first take from someone else. Oh, that one hurts. Right? Yeah, it's, I think it's the next one I really like. Jim. You cannot multiply wealth by dividing it. Uh, nope, that's not it. And then the last one, and it's it's a bit muddled, but hopefully I can I can say it clear enough. When half of the people get the idea that they do not have to work because the other half is going to take care of them, and when the other half gets the idea that it does no good to work because somebody else is going to get what they work for, that is the beginning of the end of any nation. Ooh. That's the one. That's the one. And who who is that? We're, I, who said this? The la- yeah. Or it, at least the last one. I, nope. d- un- unknown mm-hmm. author. Gotcha. Uh, actually, no. It, it, if I have this right here, this is a, someone sent me a screenshot. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just says the five best sentences. And it does say here, D. Moon Pratt. I haven't looked that person up, so don't don't quote that that's right. who that's from. Huh. I just see that on the screenshot. So, yeah, some... Some things that make it important to be involved and vote. Yes. And Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I don't know if that was so political, even though you mentioned the government. It's just the truth. Well, it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's politics, right? I mean, it's our cause, government. Cause, cause we our pay na- taxes. Our nation is government-based. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, we pay taxes to support those that we need to support. It started out being unfortunate they couldn't work. That's and how it started. Or take care of themselves. There's a lot of systems that can be taken advantage of. Yes, absolutely. Hi, Jim. You got some final thoughts for us? Yeah, you guys all talked about it. We've talked about it so many times on how the, you know, the podcast ends up, you know, our final thoughts or the high road hauling and stuff like that. And, you know, just so all the listeners know, we don't get high road hauling from Dave previously. We don't know what he's going to do. Right. It's it's new for him every day. He doesn't It's a dis- wild card. He's yeah, a crazy it, one. Yeah. It doesn't discuss it with us or anything. The most we have <laughs> is the outline with the words high road hauling on it. And then, you know, Jam Q Super Dave, what, what do you got for us this week? You know, and it, it's always amazing. And then I, I try to write a, a, a final thought and my final thought is so much on what we've talked about today is kind of it gives me little goosebumps but the and and some of you will understand this some of you won't because maybe you don't have that but we we all have families large and small and this is called the final boss battle which you're thinking okay boss and a battle and then and then what I'm about to talk to but I'll talk about but the final boss battle walk into a family dinner and not be triggered by them you don't need to change them you don't need to make them better you don't need to convince them who you are you are not going to change anybody you're not going to mentally change their world you're not going to attack them or you're not going to argue with them into seeing the light but you need to be the light you need to be the love you need to be the acceptance and you need to be the values you want them to see mm. by being them yourselves, mm. yourself. 
and I thought about our conversation today when you when you talk about JFW and you talk about the family. We're I think all of us here try really hard to be the values that we want to see in our company, in our trunking trucking company here, and in, in our family. We want to be the light by trying to act better, not act better, be better than other people because we see what what the low road is. We want to have a certain amount of love here that we want we want to share in our work and our business because we're here a lot. We want to we want to take that home, and we want to we want to be those values. So, doing your pre trip is a value, you know. Not not clogging up the fuel island is a value. Uh, you know, leaving a safe falling distance that's a value. And we try to portray those and, and educate you and have a conversation about those value values, making making all of our lives better, I guess. And I think it's it's you know the the final boss battle is when you can walk into your family situation and be the light instead of arguing with your uncle or arguing with your wife or even arguing with your kids. Because if you're different and they notice you're different, you're not trying to judge them, change them, convince them. You're just being the light. They will notice, and then you can have a conversation. Yes. And I think that's what we try to do here is we're trying to be the light so we can have a conversation. I love it. And I wish everybody would come to us and have a conversation, and let's see if we can come to see the light together. So that's my my thoughts. Good thoughts. Very good. <laughs> I'm going to touch on the memories a little bit more. So uh, we were at a memorial uh, a few years ago for a neighbor who lost his son in a motorcycle wreck. And neighbors, you know, you you can be very close to these folks while you're living next to them. And then life happens. People move. Kids get older, they move out, and so forth. And this uh, young man was 26 years old, and he lost his life in Boulder Canyon on a motorcycle wreck uh, when he was coming down uh, from Nederland down to where he lived in Boulder. But um, I was speaking at to this group, and it, in, it included all of our old neighbors from the neighborhood. Um, back in the 80s, we lived there, and we were very close with these folks. We went you know, uh, on trips with them, boating and camping and uh, skiing and, and doing all this stuff. But it became obvious to me because everybody that spoke was talking about the old days, you know, when we were living together and having fun in that neighborhood. And we were all young. We were all in their tw- in our 20s at the time. And um, I wanted to make a point to everybody, and I'm going to say it right now, don't lose focus because today is the old days. You're making those memories today that 20 years from now, you're going to say, man, I remember back when and back in the day. And so always be, be remembering that today is the good old days of tomorrow. Love it. I like it. Hi, everybody. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Channel 23 podcast. Hit that follow button. Also, don't forget to go back and listen to episode 72 to help find Amber's mom. Links to her story will be in the description of today's podcast as well. Let's go ahead and say the creed and get on out of here. All right. 
Together, Together we, we face and overcome all that stands before us. Together we are accident-free. Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions. Together we are the JFW family. All right, everybody. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Everybody. Have a great week. Be See safe. you next week. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any Rocky Mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem Cause we got diesel in our veins We've got diesel in our veins I see those big bright shiny red trucks Just a trucking down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just looking for another load There's a couple million tons to move I see them everywhere So you best get out their way And watch that sand and gravel disappear There's another run to make We gotta get it there on time And we got what it takes To lay it all out on the line Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Those big bright shiny red trucks got the best drivers in town. They got all the tools they need to keep that hammer down. When they hit them scales, they won't need to dodge them, won't need to duck them. They just keep that hammer down And they keep that diesel trucking Keep that hammer down And keep that diesel trucking I see those big bright shiny red trucks Just a trucking down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just a looking for another Keep them doors closed, keep them butts in their seats Cause those customers are calling, and those red trucks can't be beat They've gotta put the hammer down, and pick up another load Get it off the ground, keep them eyes open and on the road Keep them eyes open on the road See those big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Breaker, breaker, two, three. Anybody got a copy on that channel 23 podcast? Welcome and thanks for listening.